This week's episode of Across the Park is brought to you by our good friends over at Property Lane. Property Lane is committed to providing an affordable and professional way to sell your Northwest home for as little as £99. No commission, open 24-7, real estate agents. Moving home made simple. Find them online at www.property-lane.co.uk. Across the Park is a Merseyside-born football podcast produced by Three Blues and Three Reds. Each week we get together to discuss the goings-on at both Everton and Liverpool football clubs, combining balanced debates with some light-hearted banter. To learn more about us and the podcast, please visit www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk or on social media, Facebook, Across the Park, YouTube, Across the Park, and Instagram and Twitter is Across the Park PC. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 26 of Across the Park. Mills not here this evening, so it's Judgy uh, opening up the show. I've got Craig with me supporting on the blue side, and we've got, as usual, Phil and Terry. Gary is missing from the red side, so it's just just 2v2 tonight. We've got four games to, to preview, two on, uh, sorry, to review two games on each side. Um, it's going back on, on, well, a week ago now to the Huddersfield game, and at the time it was a, a massive result for it. Marco Silva after the defeat to Millwall. Craig, what, what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it was a, it was a must-win game, really. I think um, we needed to bounce back from the FA Cup defeat, and we did so with a, a very laboured victory against Huddersfield. We we weren't brilliant. We started the game quite well. I thought we um, the front three I thought worked very well with each other. Bernard, Richarlison, and uh, Tosson up front. I thought Tosson had his, one of his better games this season. Worked the line very well. It just it just seemed to 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 bother the Huddersfield back line all all in the first yeah, it, half. Yeah, it, it, it the, the opposition were, were kind of made for tossing. Weren't they? He had a good game there the season before, didn't he? Scored never if you remember well yeah. where he got put in, and I, I think it was after the the Millwall game where I felt we were lacking that kind of aggressive, combative forwards. You got in the air, you got about centre backs. You know, it, it was good to see. It was quite refreshing for the Evertonians, wasn't it, to see someone like him leading the line again? It was, and I th- but I thought Richarlison being back on the wing, and I thought Bernard had one of his better games for, yeah. for a while, and um, the front threes did work really, really well together. Um, second half was a little bit, you know, twitchy bum time. Partly to do with the sending off, it's got to be said. It, yeah. it has, yeah, and the last 25 minutes, they, they certainly had a good go at us, mm. and... Thankfully, it was Huddersfield, the lowest scoring team in the Prem, <laughs> yeah. who we were playing against, because otherwise it could have been a much different name. Um, with, with that said, though, I mean, we, we, there's, been, there's been a lot made, and there will be more made in this podcast about the, the set-piece frailties of Everton. You would think that that would probably be a, somewhere where Huddersfield would have had some success, but in fairness, we've we done okay, didn't we? We did in that particular yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> um, the game before and the game after, <laughs> we certainly yeah, never, yeah. but no, in that game we didn't. And and Pickford, he, he had a, a, a decent game and made some decent saves. And I remember there was a lot of talk about body language and fight n- from the Millwall game. Did you see that? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, Millsy, Millsy was saying quite a bit um, on, on last week's podcast that look, he just wants to, he just wants to win. Couldn't care less about the performance. I was less inclined, and I said, look, I I can't be uh, hypocritical and say on one hand, I, I I'm still. I still want to give the, the teams, you know, Marco Silva and the team time, and I, I'm still 
you know, looking to, to, to see us play well and, and to play in mm. his image, if you like, in, in that style of football. But to be fair, we were forced into into scrapping because of the fact that we got a man sent off. I, I agree with Craig that, that, that it, was, it was positive. The front three plays well. But we were playing predominantly on the counter-attack, ironically. We, we did we did kind of surrender possession a little bit more, which again is something that Mills, he said he wouldn't mind seeing. Um, but it, it was good. more than anything else. I think coming out with the positives were, as Craig said, Pickford had a good game, clean sheet, made some good saves. Tossing for me, led the line well. The two wide men, again, I agree with Tom Davis. If you think back to it, Tom yeah. Davis had his, his best game in, in a long while. Yeah, well, he was involved in the goal. Yeah. Uh, the cross for uh, Richarlison. So, yeah, I mean... Was he next to Gomez or was he in... Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, guy was missing at the time because of the... Says it was an injury. I think it was a little PSG bit of that and a little bit of the PSG well, links. Well, you'd think so, but then he was he was missing in the last game, so yeah, maybe but there was I, a little I bit I of still think I still think there's probably a little bit of... His head's um, not in it. Yeah, yeah, potentially, but we will get onto that later. Well. But yeah, looking, looking back to that game, it, it was it was a big win for us. And, and again, we, we they have a new manager. It was labours and gritty. And, yeah. and, and, you know, three points is three points, and it was three points that we definitely needed. Can I, I, mean, can I just ask, because it seems like Tosin's came in and had a good game there. Now earlier on in the season, went like not earlier on, but probably before Christmas, when there was chat about maybe should Tosin be coming in or whatever, that sort of got brushed away. Like you know, maybe he wasn't good enough or whatever, and he, he seems to have come in there and actually done something that you have lacked for, for a large part of the season. It did, but I think I think a lot of that chat and a lot of the um, counter arguments from us were. were, were Kind of derived from the performance at Leicester, which we had that fluid front three, and we're thinking this is the future, you know. And you, mm. you put him into that front three. I, I'm, when I say the front three, we're talking about at the time Richarlison leading the line and and Walcott one side, Bernard the other side, and they just had that little bit of kind of appeal to them, didn't they? They yeah. all had pace, they all had ability to beat a man, which Walcott has <laughs> forgot quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right to say that and point it out that. You know, it, we we did dismiss him because he, he didn't really fit in with the image of the other three players that mm. that, that were all carrying the shares at the time. I think Evertonians as well. We just want to see our best front three, and yeah. it's been chopped and changed so much in the last two months. Recently, yeah, it, it, in the it last has, two months, it's in your mind, like I don't think you've seen the best of Richarlison playing in that nine role, have you? Um, no, he's, no, he's not I a nine. Let's no. be fair to him. I know, but but you're saying there it was like when you had that fluid front three where yeah, he was like yeah, the centre, well the centre point of it. Yeah, it's like he, he, it's done well in on the off occasion like that. But then as it as it sort of got played more, you could see that he isn't he yeah. isn't a natural nine, no. is he? So maybe it's just been a bit too long to react to that and sort of put him back in his favourite position, you know, on, on that that left hand yeah. side. And it's a, it's a fair point, but I think I think part of it is the fact that a lot of the players around him have slowly lost form, mm. and I think that was a big. Factor in in why he was playing so well as a as a as a forward. We're using the word number nine all the time, but as as a centre forward, he was playing yep. so well because he wasn't having to do everything. He wasn't have to co constantly hold the ball up because players were getting around him and, and were positive and making good runs. So they were creating space for him. So mm. he wasn't often often having to pin a man and and hold the ball up and wait for players to come with him. Generally, when you're playing well and you're confident, players get up the pitch a lot quicker. They get it around you quicker. They're looking to combine. They're looking to play flicks around the corner. That was his cup of tea. And as them ideas with the form dropped off, it's just being like, look for him as an outlet then. And exactly. Look, as the pace slows down and you're having to hold it up, wait for other players to get involved. You, and the combination play hasn't been as fluid because players haven't been confident yeah. enough to do that. I think that's that's I'll, where it's against Sigurdsson play? He did, yeah. In the Huddersfield game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he... The first twenty-five minutes, which I think is probably the the, 
the period of the game that Craig's most alluding to. We we were very good, very positive on the front foot. He, you know, he he has a couple of uh, shots at goal, um, and, and he was very much part of that. I suppose the front four really, yeah, you know, yeah. getting involved, getting close to the the players in that attacking line. And that front three looked comfortable, didn't he? They yeah, looked, they did. It was like the that's what they wanted. They wanted us to the, the break, the breaks, yeah. the breaks that were on. They were yeah. comfortable in in that. And so was Sigurdsson. He was getting loads of the ball. He was. He was getting loads of the ball from Tosson, you know, yeah. laying it off and stuff like that. And, and Richarlison coming in off the line. And, you know, yeah. The, and he plays in that role of Sigurdsson on the left at Tottenham and occasionally at Swansea. And he's not a left-sided player. And we've seen it last year when Alizice plays him there at times. He doesn't play there. But he likes to get into them positions if it's, you know, at the expense of another player coming in off the line, which is what Richarlison does. And, and he generally plays better when Richarlison plays off the side. Um, but you know it didn't do so in the in the following game, which we'll, we'll get on to as mm. well. No, but yeah. yeah, again, just to draw a line again. I don't want to spend too much on the Huddersfield game, but it was nice for us to focus on some positives as well before it we get on. Th- to it was it. three points we needed, and it was three points that we were begging for and yeah. and shouting out for, and we got them, especially yeah. after the the poor results against yeah. uh, Millwall. Definitely. Well, moving on to the Liverpool's first, the two games. It was a it was a big game in, in particular, putting into to context of, of the timing of the game. It was just after Newcastle had lost. Sorry, City had lost 2-1 at Newcastle. So they, they'd kind of give you an opportunity to to, to really step away and, and go yeah. seven points I, clear. You know, I don't know. Rafa must be thinking, what, what more do you want me to do? <laughs> Turn City over. They rolled over against Liverpool. And yeah, we, and we couldn't... Um, Capitalize. We couldn't capitalise on it, yeah. Uh, it's a funny one, isn't it, with the, the two games that have gone now, that they, they've actually gained more points on Liverpool. It's like that they've got three points to Liverpool's two. Yeah, despite, despite getting beat, they've somehow yeah. managed yeah. to. But going on the Leicester game. After the Leicester game, I mean, I suppose I'm starting with the conclusion, which is a bit weird, but we actually extended the gap, didn't we? So coming out yeah. of that game, I, there was a lot more positives to take than it feels like there is now, looking back on it in hindsight. But after that game, I wasn't too downhearted because we'd extended our lead. And any time you do that against that, this Manchester City team, you should be happy, you know. But I- in the greater picture of things, now we've seen the West Ham game, it's different. But yeah. it was the first game that City played before us for a long time. Maybe is it the first of the season? I don't know. But it was the first time to have first since you've you been in yeah. the lead. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, are we going to react to that, Terry? I, I didn't necessarily think I saw too much of pressure getting to Liverpool. No, I mean, if you if you listen to the instant match reaction at the time when we came out the game, it did feel like a bit of a loss. You know, mm. like you sort of because I think everyone was so looking forward to that chance. You know, I think they thought it's a midweek game. League kickoff. If it's gonna feel like a Champions League night, the crowds we bang up for it and all that, and we're gonna take that chance to maybe step away, you know, and, and and really put some daylight between us and City. Newcastle obviously giving us the the opportunity, and when we didn't take it, it did feel, you know, like it was a bit of a kick in the teeth. Mm. But as you say, you know, at the end of the day, it w- it was a draw, and it was a draw against, you know, a Leicester team that have took points off other big sides this season. You know what I mean? Got, it, got before the game and the podcast before, I talked about the possibility of City maybe throwing their hat in a little bit for the league if the point ga- gap got so wide that they might have to pick between Champions League and Premier League. Now going seven points with the possibility of one day going ten points, you, t- you start to talk about whether City might have to make that decision. Now, obviously, there's no decision for them to make. No. and it, not, We haven't put that pressure on them. No. I d- you, you, you said there you didn't think you're seeing nerves. I, I agree, really. I don't think seen it in the players you know obviously we went we went up we went in front early in in the game um, if we just think back to the game briefly what was disappointing is that we didn't kick on so yeah. I- if you think like the last couple of games like you know the last couple of league games and we keep saying 
we've been able to find extra gears. That's yeah. we we've sort of been coming from behind or yeah. or having to dig in to pull them out. Whereas in this game we've gone ahead, and then it's like we've we've sort of coasted and, and yeah. rested we almost on the laurels. Too early. And when you yeah. talk about nerves, like what I mean by we didn't see nerves was there was no sign of us like flapping no, everyone's no, kit. No. But maybe there's another factor behind nerves where you don't take you're not brave going forward. You don't take chances. I don't think the pit, pitch helped, did it? No, the pitch didn't. Obviously, we had, we had that sort of snowstorm yeah. that just Especially came down out of nowhere. Yeah, we want to play it on, on yeah. you know, football on the pitch, like you know, nice crisp passing and stuff. And it, it, you could see it that it, it wasn't there. You no. couldn't do that well, on that I pitch. I actually watched like watched the game and I thought the first fifteen minutes. I thought yeah, we looked good. I thought, I thought on us the goals like when we went up early. I thought we're gonna we're gonna this steam could be like three or four. That first goal was brilliant. They kicked off. We won the ball back pretty quick, and then we. Passed it for about three minutes. I reckon for the first 10 15 minutes, they probably only had about eight touches. Yeah, and you know, and, and, that, and that was the case, and, and that's why it was so disappointing. We went up, and it was like, I think the players maybe thought in their minds, but that's it now, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pull away and put a couple past them, and it just never happened. There was loads of side to side football, and then Leicester grew into that game, yeah. and they, they started to, I think, feel like, well, this Liverpool team, maybe it is what you're saying, like the, there was a lack of adventure there, you know, like mm. you've sort of thought, well, we've been we've been closing out one nils and stuff, so maybe yeah. we were happy to sort of to, to I sort think of a take goal that. Just before our time certainly does get in players' heads, doesn't it? It's it does. got to. It does, but you know, I think the time of both the same second half. <laughs> no, no. The, the, the time of both goals was significant, I think, because you score so early, and I, you know, I was thinking, well, what what's the rest to do here? Um, they don't. They didn't have to change a thing. The agency goes out to your players. Doesn't goes it? out to our player a little bit, and they don't have to like. It's not like they've all of a sudden got to come out because it's so early. They just Same as was. Yeah. And then the second goal, as you've just said there, Craig, right before our time, there's a psychological thing to that, isn't there? Where I think so. Yeah. Th- there is. Uh, so, uh, well, it, I, I don't know it, but you look at the second half performance performance from the pool and it wasn't, wasn't as vibrant as the first 10-15 minutes yeah it's like you've had you the went right out the traps weren't you so yeah. the first 10-15 ten, ten, minutes even on that pitch yeah yeah and uh, you know and that, that's a disappointing thing because I think Leicester looked a bit shell-shocked they, I think they yeah. thought they were going to get absolutely yeah, battered yeah, exactly. and when we never capitalised on that it was, it was slightly disappointing and uh, the thing is you know we never got beat we got a point, and we, as you say, we did extend the lead. So you've got to keep that sort of perspective there. You know what I mean? That it, it, it we yeah, never at got the beat. Time, it seems, uh, in hindsight, just shortly after that game, I was quite positive about it. I was yeah. more positive than most people um, because we'd extended the lead. Um, going into some individual performances, obviously we're struggling with injuries, and we had Henderson makeshift right back. Um, I thought. He put a shift in, he, he got forward, he pushed forward quite a bit, I thought, um, but he looked like he struggled. Is it Gray that he was up against? Yeah, Gray. Um, yeah. I thought he had the it's beating of Henderson. Gray. Yeah, he had the beating of Henderson. Um, I th- and I feel like oh, Keita is having a big impact on, on a lot of other people. Obviously, his own individual performance is not up to scratch, but like, I feel like players are having to do his job for him, and mm. it's making everyone's game look hard. Like, okay. Wijnaldum would have been protecting Henderson. And I don't think he was able to. Yeah, I think, I think that left that's, him that's too much to do. Can, can I just add something as well? And it might be significant, it might not be, but I think it's it's relevant to potentially mm. the way he's been playing. I spoke to a few people at the club who, who've kind of been around the players and stuff, and apparently he's a, he's a bit of a loner. He, he doesn't really mix with the other lads as well. He, he kind of follows Mane around, apparently. Like, just doesn't really... <coughs> doesn't, he's not on the same page. Yeah, yeah he's not on the same page with the players. And... and, and 
well, in he, context. He, he hasn't learned the language yet, has he? And, yeah. and uh, you know, that was what was disappointing. If you remember, it was, it was when we first sort of agreed to sign, it was very early on in this podcast, and we said it's disappointing that his, his, his deal's been agreed since the January prior to the summer window, and he still hasn't, he knew he was coming to Liverpool, but he mm. still hadn't learned the language up to that point and I think we talked about when Ronnie Goodless was on was on the show and mm. we were saying about you know, different cultures tough, and stuff. Yeah, because yeah, he tough. plays everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. And and you know that was one of the points that got made. So it's it, it's difficult to come into a dressing room, isn't it? Like if, if you can't even communicate with your teammates, you know what I mean? And particularly and if you're not playing well, you know, yeah. you kind of want to come in and your lads, listen, my cousin off that today, or you know, yeah, do you know uh, what? Judgy uh, stinking the gaff out an understatement for yeah. Keaton at the moment, but. Even though he's doing that, I think most Liverpool supporters are saying, let's wait till next year. Um, we yeah, we're well not I've ready I've to I've give up on him. I've been advocating playing him. It's hard to say that in the title race, though. No, no, what I mean is, I'd swerve him for the rest of this season, but I yeah. wouldn't write him off as a Liverpool flop. Oh, no, I don't think anyone is writing him off, are they? But you certainly need The way to he's playing, though, you could do. The size of your squad, could be though, tempted though, to. with all due respect, yeah, the size can't. of your squad's not big enough to be doing that, is it? Not when you've got injuries, no. No, and you look at your bench the other night, we'll come on to the other game. Yeah, know, You've got the likes of Curtis Jones and that, who, listen, good young Talent, talent, but he's not ready to be taking the responsibility of you know. No, and it, it, the thing is, it, it's it's a factor of where we are with injuries, isn't it? You yeah. know, we've got to be cognizant of the fact that Gomez has, has been out for a long time. No, it's, no, it's probably the better part, thick ends of a month, isn't it? Mm. Trent, Trent was apparently going to be a two-week layoff, and it ended up being three or four weeks. Yeah, you know, Henderson has carried Knox here and there. Milner was, you know, he was banned. Um, so it. it, it you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of injuries mounting up, and a lot of players that aren't available that would be starters. Yeah, but Klopp's being f- right. I'm going to label potentially some criticism a copy here, um, with regards yeah, to, with regards to the injuries in that. Um, so, do you remember Trent? I, I know. It remember Trent? Brighton. Klopp's hand might have been forced, but Trent rolled his ankle in the warm up, didn't he? Yeah. Um, we played with him anyway, and watching it, I could see he was uncomfortable early on. Now, after that, we haven't seen him since. No, and it, it was like, why the hell did you play him? And not only that, last week, Matip was a doubt. When when we played, uh, sorry, not Matip, Wijnaldum was a doubt against Leicester. We missed him again against West Ham. It's like these players shouldn't be playing, but were we forced? Yeah, I think we are forced yeah. because, you know, there's the, we're lacking options elsewhere. I mean, now the Trent one. What game was it? The Trent one? Brighton. Brighton, yeah. It was Brighton. He, he rolled his ankle in the warm-up. And then he ends up playing anyway. And then, but, and everyone thought he was going to go out, like he was going to be yeah. taken out the team. And then he ended up playing, and everyone was like, well, maybe he's just going to play for the first he 15 minutes or something. You could see watching him. He, he weren't, but if you, if and he played the 90? Well, yeah, but when you hear about it afterwards, he's apparently told, said to Klopp himself. I'm you know, right. and cl- Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, perfectly I'm comfortable to play. I know, mate, but what can you do if, if you no, if, you, if you lack options and still. the players it's basically said, one, I want to play and I'm fit to play? It's like it's it's difficult, isn't it? It was the manager going to say, mean, no, and you're all you're not want players like that. Of course, yeah, exactly. Especially with your squad you know, so We lost, so like, small. to, like, hearing the stories about, like, Suarez, who played and he borrowed someone's yeah. boot who was bigger because he had a swollen foot, and you think, oh, that's great, that. And it, it's great when it works. And you know yeah, what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's a tough one to like criticise the manager. There, like it's like it tough w- players are ones who just want to play all the yeah. time. Yeah. It, was o- it was only potential. It was just a talking point, really. I think uh, by what I've heard, so I, I think Wayne Aldum's a fair point. You know, if it, but we're so skinny on the ground in terms of the options that we've got available. I think Milner, by all accounts, is, is carrying a bit of illness as well. You know what I mean? And, and he's 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 played. Well, well, we'll get on to it, but know, in the West Ham game, so we're, we're sort of forced really at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. But Listen, going back, going back to the Leicester game, anyway. I mean, it, obviously you've surrendered that lead in the end, and and you don't you haven't quite found a way to get back in front. Was there anything in, in that game? You know, looking with the benefit of hindsight now that you've seen the, the West Ham game, 
Was there any other worrying signs in that game, which 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 you know? Yeah, was I, I'll tell you what's a worrying sign is that the media campaign for for Salah with penalties seems to have worked because I thought it was a stonewaller. He didn't get it. Mm. The foul on Keita was a definite stonewaller in the box. He didn't get it. So maybe it is that it's been a case that we've had quite a f- we had no pens for like a couple of years. Almost, I think we had like t- what was it two in about three seasons or three seasons two seasons. Yeah, weren't many. Um, and then we got a load at the end back end of Christmas uh, and into the new year. And then all of this sort of palaver with, Swa- with Salah saying, you know, he's a diver and stuff. All of a sudden, S- I, I feel like referees are making a point of denying. We did, we did say it, though, didn't we? And, um, and you said, to be fair, that, that Salah hasn't helped himself. No, but he hasn't. I think it was always going to happen, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It does always happen. In, but in it, it like isn't that. even it's just it's Salah. That was, a, that was a pen. And it wasn't even on just him. No, the one on, on Keita, the referee's looking right at Martin Atkinson's looking right yeah, at that. Keita and it was a bad The Keita foul. one's a pen. The Salah one. It's 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 the, it's, the, it's the play of the arm. I yeah. do think Salah ran into him, but it's the arm coming up. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. all right, but the key it's to one was a stonewaller. It? Yeah, it is a it is, yeah, yeah, the pitch. Yeah, so, yeah. and that you know, so I don't want to look for excuses there, but you know, you know what I mean. There was two big decisions there that on another day you get them, and it's but one of them. It's a different. We've story, all got to accept those football fans. It is swings and roundabouts. I, I know, yeah. I know what you're getting at here. I think it might be an impact of the, the media thing, but you've had it the other way. So yeah, yeah. You, can, no, you, can, well, you can, start. I'm just saying, kind of had it the other way. I don't think there's been many that should. That many, but I think, I think when we looked at it, I think it was was the was the six pens you had. And I think I think it was six, yeah. And I reckon I you'd say five were definite pens. One was. I'd say I, maybe. I, in my opinion, it was more four, four. But but again, it, look, it it is one of them. It's, it, it's yeah. But I think I do I do think it's a factor that referees are thinking now. Well, maybe we just need to. You know, I don't want to be the one to have that criticism leveled at me that I give a cheap one away. So mm. I think Atkinson's deliberately sort of just not gave two, two there. Do you know what I mean? Definitely the one. The Keita one was. I just it's unarguable. I, I can't see how he hasn't even given it right in front of him. It, it, you know what I mean? It, it, you can see it from a mile off, and. I think Gary mentioned it in his instant match reaction. It's like if it weren't because we hadn't seen it again at that point when we done it. When should we have been a for a dive. And he said if it weren't a pen, booking for a dive, and someone should absolutely belt Nebikita for going down because mm. it was an open. It mm. was you know the goal was at his mercy. He would have scored, and it's like mm. you know it, it so denied us a clear never goal. Got a no, he never got so booked. We never got the pen, and there? obviously the chance went 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 missing. So it, you know, there are some little mitigating factors, but let's have it right. You know, yeah, a, a draw wasn't. Yeah, it it, it wasn't yeah. a great result, but equally another star from Shakiri again, weren't it? We're just not. Yeah, he struggles. Seems to struggle when he starts, and you know, I I pushed back on that point when you raised it originally a couple of pods ago, and, and I'm, I'm on board with it because it, it it does look like a different. He looks a different player when he comes on. There was some criticism of, of Van Dyke for the for the um, for the Leicester goal. So the so the free kick comes in, we clear it. Everyone empties. And we leave him in, don't we? He just times it sort of perfectly. He's not offside, so it felt like it was everyone's fault to me. Like what? Wh- I can't see why it was Van Dijk's yeah. fault. It was a bit of ball watching going on, and the fact that he's the closest man to to um, was he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the closest man to Maguire as you're coming out. Yeah, I think that's where the criticism level. Maguire's looking along the line it in it the opposite direction. Uh, Van Dijk's looking along the line in the opposite direction. Well, if you, if you watch his, yeah, well that's, that's the point. If you mm. watch his body language, he kind of looks a bit baffled as to how Maguire's even got there. And and, mm. and look, I'm I'm only I'm only kind of repeating what people have said, but it, it's a little, a little bit out of character, isn't it, compared to? Yeah, Judge, you being a coach, then you're stepping out from a free kick. Mm. It's 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 so hard. How do you manage that as a as a as a defense? Because I know f- from being a striker that it feels quite easy to beat. Like you can easily get left in left in there. Well, no, because I mean, everyone's standing on the same line. So as you step up, 
you are you are counting on everyone to come out and come out quickly, and it, and if one or two players come out a little bit slower, and someone kind of is watching, I mean, it takes normally it normally takes a very good striker to time his run very well there. When point, I watched it, that I goal, think everyone stepped out together. It wasn't a man who left. Yeah, him. well, I think the the fact it is as well, it's his body position as well, isn't it? You mm. know, relative to the ball, if you're coming out that way, you shouldn't really be coming out looking to the left or looking to the right. You should be coming out more square. Mm. So you can actually see runners. Do you know what I mean? If you come out facing the left touchline or facing the right touchline, you're gonna miss one either shoulder, aren't you? Mm. So but I don't forget it wasn't the free kick; it was the second ball that we cleared it, the free. In kick. any sense, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. That, but what I'm saying is, if it gets cleared and you're coming out in a line, if you're coming out facing one touchline or facing the other touchline, there's always the likelihood of someone on your shoulder running off you, mm. especially if you're central, which is where he was, and I think that's where. But if you're trying to label blame on Van Dijk, I can't imagine what you. I'm not. Done. I'm just asking. Or anyone question. who is like. Yeah. Or, uh, what, what, what does he step out faster? But then he, well, if no, he did, I'd, he'd have been no, on I'd his own. Does what he, he abandon it while everyone else steps? You're out? saying he's looking one way. He's looking at where the ball's coming from, yeah. oh, which was I think over his left shoulder, and Maguire was coming in from behind him on his right shoulder. Vanzai well, didn't even know he was there. But, but that, but that's what I'm saying. If you're coming out as a line in yeah. that position, you look towards the opposite goal. But you see Maguire making the run. What do you do? Step back. You, you've got to follow him, haven't you? Yeah. If, he, if he's ran with I the line, if he's ran beyond the line, you've got to try and put pressure on him because mm. the, the, you know. It, as I say, it's, if he sees him, he goes with him, doesn't he? That's mm. the point. If he's running out and he sees a man who's coming towards him, he goes with him. He doesn't just carry on running, does he? Because no, he's already like As you're line. stepping up, it's too late to go try, trying to turn around, chase someone. Not if the ball's on its way in, it's not. If, if the ball's already been hit, he can't be offside. Mm. So if the ball's been hit, and if you look what's happened, he's coming out as Maguire's going in. So yeah. if, he's, if he's square, and what I mean by square is he's looking towards the opposite goal, yeah. he sees Maguire and he goes, well, the ball's already on its way. I've got to follow him yeah, now. Yeah. Now, even if he body checks him on yeah. the way in, he, he, he's giving away a free kick, but he's not mm. getting a run and got lucky. As I say, I, I watched then, and, and th- there was criticism levels. That look, I don't think any centre back is is not as not as is mm. faultless and has not been in that position. But I think when we suppose come on to the, the, the next game as well, I don't know if it's it's a sign of mm. uh, of something you know mm. uh, instability around the back four. I, t- I think the other, the only other point I'd make, you know, not to harp on the referee point, but there was ar- arguably Maguire could have been sent off because he brought Mahoney down when it was a clear oh, goal scoring yeah. chance. Yeah, so it, you know, you could argue it's that an he interesting have even discussion. Been on the pitch. For me, I think Mane was the last man. But if it was someone else. I wouldn't have said they were the last man. His run wasn't straight towards the goal, it was slightly from right yeah, to left. I think anyone was catching him, not worthy. No, there was a slight, no direction, there was a slight directionality to the pass, but... How do you referee that, The thing is, no one's catching Mane, but Salah was also bursting through on the right-hand side, and Mane could have just squared it, and then Salah would have been through on goal. Yeah. So was it Maguire who brought him down? Yeah, Maguire yeah. brought him down, and he got booked for it. But if it would have been Lallana... It red to me. It like. definitely wasn't last man, was it? No, but it weren't, mate. Yeah, so how's how's that written into the co- into the code of refereeing? Do they have to make a judgment based on who the individual player is? What what, what defines it's last man? No, it, it that, that's where you, you you're relying on the referee to understand the players and the capabilities of the players, aren't you? Yeah, you know to, I, to I say that so. he's going to get there, yeah. and 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 you know you do expect, and and I'm reliably told by the, the Premier League and the FA that. You know when referees are refereeing games that the you know they're watching other games and and that's where your point probably probably is 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 fair Teddy about Martin Atkinson he's watching other games and he's not only looking at 
key decisions and, and you know, he's looking at the mannerisms of the players, he's looking at the ability of the players so he can make an informed decision in a given situation. And in that situation, everyone knows that Mane's yeah. getting away because of yeah. his so pace. He's 40 yards out, isn't he? And he's pretty central, isn't he? It's not like he's... No, no central there, there with was, the ball. He is, there was slight, as Phil was about to say, slight direction on the ball. Yeah. So it, it isn't, it isn't getting played down the middle, it's getting played mm. sort of yeah. right off left. the wing. But as there normally has to be, doesn't it? To get it's one of them. Own fans wanted the red and... You know, other fans would probably say it's a fair, it's a, it's a bookum, but I'm, I'm just. I wouldn't you know, have again, the for it, but yeah, it was a, mm, it was a clever foul. It was worth taking the foul if you're McGuire. Craig, Craig's about to say he thought it was a red there. I didn't think it was a red. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a clever foul if it's if you're in the 89th minute. Yeah, and it's still one one. We'll point, look. It was just before the goal. Just before. Yeah, yeah. I won't push back too so. much. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it, it, as I say, it, it is what it is. The Leicester game, I don't, I didn't see any any sort of sign of major major nerves. We failed to capitalize on the chance that we had, but we did put another point on. The there was no nerves, but there was no courage. The crowd were nervous. That's the one thing I will say. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll probably come on to that in a bit. So obviously, well. um, <coughs> obviously we had the, the last, the, sorry, the West Ham game, which was last night, Monday night football. Um, always a difficult place to go, particularly for the top sides, and even in recent history. And and you also had the the added elements of Pellegrini, who was, you know, yeah, tipped just to the title the, the the last time he was in this situation, but. They were definitely offered at West Ham, and, and you know, from a, from a, I want to say a neutral perspective, it wasn't quite neutral. Um, <laughs> it was a good performance from West Ham. Do you know what, Judy? I mean, I'm not sure I agree, to be honest. I mean, you know, when we played City and they were pressing us like demons, mm. and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a hard game. Like, I can see why they're such a good team. What did West Ham do? You know do? what, Phil, at the first tw- before you scored, the first 20 minutes, they, they, they were good. They, they I, thought the, I thought well, they uh, were compact. If you compared them to, you know, the first 20 minutes, compact. Phil, you, you look at the Hernandez chance, you look at the yeah. Creswell shot just after it. I mean... Over the 90, though, we didn't Allison make them work it. hard. We no, didn't no, make... That, we're not work hard, but we didn't... They well, didn't look, have to do anything special. Night, it was a good performance, wasn't it? Yeah, There's it was a good performance, but like they didn't have like they weren't attacking with ruthless intent. They weren't wingers who were terrorising us, and I, I didn't see. I, I I think I disagree saying there wasn't wingers who were terrorising us because I thought Felipe Anderson was uh, exceptional, and he set the tone early on as well. You know, involved the most of the game. He set the tone early on for them. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. He meg someone early on, and it was like you could see straight away, like that's lifted them. You know what I mean? It was like. He, he he came and, and it was like well these aren't here just to sort of like get rolled over you know he, he these want to get at us and they did I I'm, I'm I agree with Judy to be honest I don't think we started well I thought they started well I know what you're saying Phil that they didn't put a, a heavy press on great. us no but they didn't put a heavy press on us because they didn't have to, didn't have to. he sat right. off and they were looking to hit us on the break I'm criticising Liverpool rather than criticising West Ham I'm just saying they didn't have to do nothing special to but get that result what well, I noticed more was it was a more nervous performance against West Ham than what it was against Leicester yeah I mean that, so I'll, I'll, I'll be fair there's mitigating circumstances with the injuries again you know what I mean that midfield has never played together for Liverpool Terry, Fabinho Lallana and Keita it's yeah, never played together is, is, uh, we start, there are two new signings Fabinho and Keita we started this season with everyone raving off them two saying I want that to be our midfield yeah, going but forward, but it hasn't. Was it that it bad? It hasn't played it's together. Such a shock in midfield that you'd expect a poor result. On paper, no. On paper, no. But on on what you've seen, the evidence you've seen, Akita over the last couple of games, mate. Then yeah, yeah. and Fabinho was, was, was Fabinho didn't have a good game, but he was on his own. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this discussion by look, looking for the positives. But right now, I need to get me frustration. Just, just and sorry, I was just gonna say, regardless of playing together or not, just it was the lack of lack of agency, Terry, and the lack of desire. 
Yeah, I mean, I, even I, I Fabinho, Fabinho was not one who was giving it away. He's nowhere near in the same bracket of poor performance as Keita was. But I thought Fabinho was playing like we were five 0 up. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, but he w- he was playing on his own in that he midfield. Was on his own, yeah. he, I felt like he was just a lonely player in the middle of the park on his own, and it was like he he's like looking around, thinking, "What am I doing? Like, who's with me here?" But like, you just from a tactical perspective as well. In fairness, to him, you also had Snodgrass coming in from the other flank. He was acting like another centre mid. They oh, literally had, one, but he had one winger, which was Anderson. Snodgrass was on the other side, and he was tucking in alongside the other midfielders. And every time he's got her in there and looked to play Harry. with any type of, you know forward intent he was getting it yeah, in and, and about your players and, and it absolutely it wasn't just Fabinho I, what I would say is he might not have given the ball away a lot he did make a lot of silly fouls Fabinho yeah, yeah. yeah and you know there's a lot of set pieces that, that avoidable well yeah and they you know obviously were threatening on the set pieces so yeah. but Thank God that, Carol that, didn't that, start. that press and that sort of numerical superiority they had in the middle you could see it really unsettled Keita it was like he didn't know he was like what is this game of football that I'm playing in here what, I've never been pressed like this I don't know what's going on it was like he was absolutely bamboozled by the fact that he was getting closed down but so the thing is he wasn't, when he was losing the ball he wasn't even like aggressive and wanting it back it was like he well was just he thinking was, it was a stupid foul oh no, I don't want to be part of this this game here I, I, I'm, I'm lost you know what I mean he, he looked like a very very shell shocked you know mm. what I mean And which he can't be at this point in the season I know mm. he hasn't played all the games but you know he, he, he I think and also with Felipe, An- Felipe Anderson being so quick and so good and with Milner who's got no pace trying uh, you know given the task of, of managing that I, I thought a lot was asked of Lallana in terms of doubling up on, on Felipe Anderson, which left Fabinho even more exposed. Well, it did, and and asked a lot of and asked a lot of Lallana. It asked a lot of Lallana, but at the same time, no mate, you don't. I know you're gonna try and bring that to the podcast here and say that he had some exceptional game covering Milner, and he didn't. I'm not gonna say he had an exceptional game. I'm saying. A man who's a man who's not played is me- you know he's hardly played. Has I he? think he's got, saying, he's he got he no energy tough, in his legs. Task, he, had a, he had a tough task. And, and, Mil- and Lallana was asked to, to cover Milner, and he did cover Milner. He did, he did. Uh, but he was also asked to contribute in attack. I was going to say you're expecting Lallana to create chances. Yeah, of what was asked of him. Lo- looking at it as well, though, you look at the way you set up. You set up really. It depends on how you see Firmino's role. You set up in a four-three-three, didn't you? You know, yeah, without we did. without being you know no, did, over, yeah. overly tactical. Normally in a four-three-three. You don't expect one of your three midfielders to be tracking back. You'd expect a wide player. So I think that's pro- you probably just yeah, nailed... Yeah, well, we ain't going to be the well, right well, seller. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying, though. Now, because Lallana has to, ha- did have to get involved in the, in the Cresswell stuff and and the and the Anderson, Felipe Anderson stuff and tracking back, that means you're always going to be outnumbered and overly outnumbered. That exactly. means that's it's 4v2 point. in the yeah. middle. Make the whole, and not 4v2 because Keita might as well not have been there. Yeah. So well, it's 4v1. Then got Declan Rice, uh, Noble, Antonio and Snodgrass left in there against your two midfielders if you leave Anderson on the wing. Yeah, and, so and tactically, he's, he's outdone you, really. Yeah. Well, I suppose with... Well, so it's tough to say that because... Well, we, we had no <laughs> real option. The only other option... You could, you, the only thing that Klopp really <laughs> had to do there was... Take the ladder out for Shakiri because there's not no, Terry. I disagree, mate. Honestly, or maybe or oh, Camacho no, right I, back. Listen, yeah. I tell yeah. you, let me make the point for Camacho. I know he's a kid. That's the point against. He looked good in pre-season. He didn't look incapable. And we've we went close to winning the league with um, Flanagan. Flanagan. So y- y- I think you can carry a wing back a little bit. For me, I remember Carragher playing right back and getting rinsed. It's not about can you defend, it's about how quick are you. Because Milner got rinsed by Zaha and he was getting rinsed by Anderson. So at least Camacho's got pace. 
Okay. At least. We all know about your defensive frailties at the minute. How did how's Henderson and Milner playing in that right back role? Well, Milner, Milner, well, Milner, Milner, Milner got... What I was going to say to develop yeah. that point was... If you did play Camacho right back, who's got a bit more pace, even if you think he's not as good as, as secure right back as Milner was, you can put Milner into that midfield, which would have made a world but of difference. But did you think yeah, Henderson should have been taken out from playing right back from the right back? He was injured. I think. I think even though he didn't go on to say that Milner would have played centre mid, I think from Carragher's comments last night, would have agreed with you. He didn't. He didn't. He was the person that Carragher actually. Brought most criticism for was 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 Milner. But and Milner's played left back until it's quite well. well this is what he said. Right, he said, and and he said and Milner's Milner's game at right back is where is where Milner's game at right back from his game at right back and his performance at right back. I can't believe he ever done so well at left back. Yeah, but the thing is, is, that was two season. years ago. You know what I mean? Was that last and season. He, and he looked every every single day of his thirty three years there at right back but against Anderson. But you know what it was? That's a tough assignment against Philippe it was Anderson. Anderson. It's not that he's gone well worse as a wing back. It was Anderson and Zaha, and there was nobody. Yeah, but him. he is also two years older from when he's done yeah, that okay, stint at left back. Yeah. Well, it and, and, and you know, it's, it's the pace, isn't it? He's still a fit lad, though, and he's still he is he is a fit lad, a fit lad. But by all accounts, he's also apparently not quite 100 percent himself wellness wise you know what i mean apparently traveled on his own he traveled on his own so he wasn't with the squad in case he infected them so he's played sort of not well you know what i mean so he put a shift in teddy he, and i'm not I'm, I'm I mean, we I, kept I, playing diagonal I'm not, hang on i'm not saying that he didn't have a good no, game that, it, that he, he didn't put a shift in and he sort of like shaked his duties or whatever i'm just saying against top top draw wing play he was found wanting at that right back position you're saying Camacho. I think Even more so now I that I found out Milner was sick. I think that's easy, though, to say. To throw the kids in, he's fast and all that, because he's had one game against Wolves in the Cup. He's played no football for Liverpool. You've got no idea whether he's capable at right-back. He doesn't play right-back in the U team. He's more of a, he's more of a winger. To be, if we're he played right-back right in every game he in pre-season. He played in and pre-season. He played about seven. I know it's pre-season. Mate, but pre-season's different. Yeah, it is different. No, but he Alberto Moreno looked, looked, looked like an absolute world-class left-back against Bayern Munich in pre-season. Had Moreno when he Milner No, listen, you, Milner there, you know what you're getting with James Milner. He's put him in thinking he's, he's a solid, sensible, no-nonsense player who's not, who, you know, who, who, who knows how to read the game. And he'll be able to cope with the with with the pace aspect. It didn't quite work out. Now you know it. It's not ideal. Camacho, I think, is a major risk to throw in that game after you've just drawn with Leicester as well. You know, there's a lot of pressure in that match. You go and throw that kid in there, and it doesn't work out for him. Not only does you know does Klopp get lambasted, the kid's confidence is probably shattered as well. So you've got to be careful with kids and just saying that you're just going to lash them in. Like I, I just I, I think the when you've got experienced players, I think on when the bench, you when you, you add to it how. How much of a hole there was in the midfield? Yeah, I think but, it kind yeah, of but becomes by the obvious. same token, I'll use your point against what you said before. On paper, was that midfield that bad? There's a fifty-four million pound player that we've signed playing no, in that I midfield. There's Fabinho who we signed for the better part of forty million quid, and Adam Lallana who you've made the case for in the past of still having a role at Liverpool. So why should you have to not play them in the midfield be- and play some kids at right back because you have to get Miller into was the it, midfield? But you know so what poor. Phil's saying, I think I'd rather see a player who plays in the resis or in the under-18s, get a chance in their preferred position. It isn't his preferred position. He's not right-back. Well, he's, he's a winger. He's a right-winger. He's both, Terry. No, he's, he's a, a right-winger, mate. He's, he's, he's a right-sided player. He's a right-winger, and you're going to ask him to play against Felipe Anderson, who we've identified as a class winger. He plays for Brazil. He's a class winger. He is a, he is a proper top-throw winger. Pace. And you're asking some young kid who is not a right-back. He doesn't play right-back. I think we'd have been better off if we did in hindsight. I might be using hindsight, fair enough, but I think pace, I, I don't care how good or experienced He might have got tormented. 
Peace matters at right back. Peace matters. So does guile and sense, mate, and like and intelligence. And Felipe Anderson is a top draw player. And you know what I mean? He, he could have got tormented that kid. He could have, yeah. He you don't know. In, but in fairness, he... in, in Teddy's defence and, and in, in the context of the game as well, yeah, they scored a from a set team. piece. Yeah. They haven't they haven't scored, they haven't scored from, from that position. Terrorising Milner and no. stuff like that. Even though he didn't have a good game. No, but the point is, Judy. In midfield. Milner could have played in the midfield then. And yeah, we, but my point that was, was though, we got regardless, regardless, no, no, you, got, you end up getting overran because one of your midfielders ends up having to go and look after or help you right back. Which we Not, still would have. No, if we exactly, had to exactly. Yeah. So he still would have yeah. been a 4v2. Yeah, but we could have swerved Keita. For me, though, I, I'm looking at that and thinking, why not, if you know that the threat's all over there and one of your wide players works hard on the other, why not put Manny on the other side? Mm. At least for the first half and go, well, Good let's job. deal with that threat and yeah. see where it goes because that would have been the one. Although he was our most attackingly uh, promising player. Do you know, Do you know? because Keita and Manny have got exactly the same build and they have the same running pattern, do you know how I differentiate as to who's got the ball? By if they've done something good yeah, with it. Did he give if it away? If they've done something good, oh, that was Marnie. <laughs> done something terrible, oh, that was Keita. No, no, no. Is it really? Do, do, do well, you know what? I, I watched him last night and I thought, he, has, yeah, he looks like a five-a-side player. I thought he was better second half, in, in fairness you know what? to him. Can I tell you what I think the difference was second half? Instead of taking one person on and losing it, he was taking two people on and losing it. No, I, that was, I, the, like the, five side that was the improvement. Yeah. I like a five-a-side player. He just goes and just beats a man yeah, and stuff. He was and just beating one more. He to play little one-twos. I think, and I think he, at the moment, he's flummoxed by the pace of the game. I, I, I do. I think he's just steady. struggling with the pace of the game completely. It's he's just lo- he's off the pace. But w- just just to quickly address the point, if Milner goes in that midfield, do you, do you honestly think that Keita still wouldn't have played? Because I don't think Klopp would have started the line if Milner's no, going in that midfield. Know, yeah. So no. your point doesn't really... You're saying, we put Milner in there, get rid of Keita. That would not have happened. He's not going to start Lallana and Milner. No, you'd have put Milner in and Milner would have had to protect Camacho. So, so y- maybe, it, you maybe. know, it's much of a muchness for me. It wasn't a good performance either way. And and, and, and I know this sounds really sort of cop-outy. Cop-out, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, but it is another point. And, you know, everyone's talking crises and we're in a crisis. We've lost momentum. But, you know, I- I- if you're being honest about it, in the last two games, we've took two points. City have took three. Let's have it right. It, you know what I mean? It's not like all of a sudden we've missed opportunity to pull away. And that has a psychological impact and a momentum impact. But here's what I would have... Do you know? Sorry, go on, go on, you make your point. No, it's all right. Sorry, go on, sorry. go on, carry on. Thought it was interrupt you. Sorry. Um, so I would like to see Liverpool press. You know the way last season, Terry, we we pressed like mad, especially in the Champions League, and we've obviously abandoned that to be less um, open to the counter attack and concede less goals, and it's working. But surely there's got to be times where you can revert back to it. Yeah. For I me, last night, that's what I wanted to see. That, that's the really disappointing bit about last night, isn't it? Is that that's a that's a group of players there who look like lethargic and it it looked like they they didn't believe uh, 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 not they didn't believe it's like they've sort of do they actually want it because you know they weren't fighting like demons they weren't running and pressing and like showing some grit and and then i know i know we're lacking a bit of pace in the side when now that we're missing gomez and trent Hardly and stuff though when you're playing manny Salah well we are at the back aren't we back we're, we're, we're missing we're missing defensive pace and and it, it did count because antonio's quick you know yep. he's a powerful runner and felipe anderson's quick he's a good runner and there, there was a bit a bit of pace in their side and and it, it, you know it we didn't. We don't have pace, but it, it didn't look like we had any tenacity or like. No, for years, Terry, you've been talking about the value of one point, and that's what you didn't like about Rafa at the end was that he'd settle for yeah. a point, and you might as well go for it because we've had two games there where we yeah. threw, we've got two points. Yeah. If we would have absolutely just gone for it, put the press on, if we would have won one of them, we'd have got four points. Yeah, 
well, yeah, two. It's one of them. It, well, if, if, sorry, if we were to lost one, beaten one, yeah, we still got three points got three. instead of two. That's why it's and that's it. what cost Rafa. And I always make that point. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I was think thinking about that last night. It's it's the tyranny of one point for a draw in the Premier League. And it, you know, and, and people think I don't want to get beat, but you 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 lose in your mindset the value of the win. You, you know, well, look look at Tottenham. Wow, yeah. Every, everyone, everyone's you know discounted Tottenham. They're only a few points behind City because yeah. they haven't drew any games. No, and that's they it. Lost that's six. Of the Mate, that's what cost. Yeah. That's what cost Rafa his, his challenge, and that's what Ferguson. And Ferguson understood it at United. Yeah, he understood time. it. He'd like I'll pay four up front and go for it in the last fifteen minutes because we only have to turn one of these draws into a win. We might get beaten two other games. So out of them three games, it's we took it. three points. But that, you know, that's the same as the three plus, draws. Plus, every one of the fans would rather see that. Yeah, and and you know, there, there is a, an element of needing that adventure. As, l- to as long as you're not doing it against one of your competing clubs, your rival clubs, because yeah. then you're giving them points. Yeah, and I I w- do you know what made it worse as well? What City batter Arsenal, and, and yeah. they were so free falling. Well. Yeah, yeah, we mate, did. You, you did. can't expect nothing out of them. They're just a mad side Arsenal. But either way, you know what I mean. I, I just we have lost momentum, Defoe. Yeah, well, one point I want to kind of draw draw on slightly because you know some of the stuff it, it, it's just going to rile some of our social media followers and, and the listeners. Gone well, you know that's I don't agree with that. Was the you know the Virgil van Dijk interview last night, and I, I actually touched on it a little bit after it with, with you lads saying what did you think of that? Dave's Dave's opinion clearly is that his captain or the city captain wouldn't have come out in that kind of negative downbeat manner that the Van Dyke did. I know I know I mean, Van Dyke. We just started a bit there, but after the game last night, my initial reaction because I was so angry was saying, like, I hope there's murder in the dressing room now and I hope Cop gets into these. But the lads I was watching it with said, you know, we're in a title race here. Cop's gotta install belief and and, and mm. pick these lads up. So it's a tough one. I so so looking at Van Dyke's body language and the way he spoke in that in that in that interview, what 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 type you know in hindsight, I, you know, you can look back on it and say, Do you know what I wanted him to be more positive there and stuff. Last night I wouldn't have liked to see it. I honestly wouldn't. I was furious and I wanted to. I wanted to see that reflected in him last night. Really, it's fair enough. I I mean, last night, I, s- I suppose his point was saying, "Look, they've been in that situation before, and they've been, you know, they they mm-hmm. drop points, and you need your captain to come out and go. Well, look, that that's it. It's a point gains. It was a poor performance tonight, but we move on. It wasn't that player on the front foot. I, I don't know if there's is it. There might not be anything to read into. We won't know with time, I suppose. We will. Yeah, but but we will sorry, you, we will you know don't, with time. We don't know. You don't know that in his mind. He's thinking, if I over egg it here, you know, like where it'll look like I'm sort of trying to sort of, you know, cover up the fact that we are nervous or whatever. Maybe he's just thought. Because, you know, I know what you're saying. Like, he, he was quite, not flat, but he just delivered his, his message and he didn't get overly emotional. He didn't sort of get excited. He didn't start making any statements or not. And he just basically said they were, it was a tough game, blah, de, blah, de, blah, fair play to them. You know, we couldn't get the win, but we go, like, we, we, we carry on and it's going to be a long season. Maybe he's just been bollocked by Klopp as well and he didn't want to come it out. Looked, it looked to me like yeah. he just <laughs> walked out of the headmaster's, <laughs> yeah. headmaster's uh, room and it was just, just like... disappointment, though. Yeah, I, I said that to, to you last night when you, when you sort of raised it. it. It could just be that, you know, he was disappointed with maybe his own performance and with the team performance and he you don't know I, I, I haven't I'll be honest I haven't seen many interviews with Van Dyke so I, yeah. I don't know what his normal demeanour is in the interview to, to be to be able to say that's a complete polar opposite and he looks flat or whatever I mean, to be honest one of Klopp's comments which, which which I picked up on from his interview he said that there was a few players there that were not playing to their their level tonight and, and he kind of said and that's one of them things because he, he, he talks very quick doesn't he and mm. he kind of a uh, some of his comments kind of go missing, but that was one that stuck to me. And you've spoke about Keita. Do you think that Van Dyke is one of them players that he was leveling that that comment at 
and and that's why he sent him out there to face them. I think Firmino he, was. They were a lot. They were, they were yeah. you know usual wise open at the back. Let's be honest. Like at times last last night, the chance for Noble and stuff was very uncharacteristic in terms of how he found himself in the box. And I, 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 I'll be honest. I, I know it it got mentioned. I think it was a couple of pods ago where I think you said are you concerned about you you're just starting to ship goals? Like I think it was after the Palace game, you know, where we yeah, conceded yeah. the three. And I said. You know, shipping goals, we can see the one dead late, so let, let's not think yo. I, I do think we've looked a little bit fragile at the back, to be honest, um, over the last couple of games. And it isn't, it isn't necessarily Van Dijk. I, 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 I'm not convinced that Matter is necessarily a good partner with him. I, I've been slightly disappointed with Allison. And I know I've, I've said it in a couple of games ago. I said it at the Palace game, and you said you don't feel he was at full for any of the goals, but. I, 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 watching the game, I was thinking his kicking was he, he was a bit nervy and stuff. And then the Leicester game, you know, he almost he almost it's gave them gave them a, a chance. And it was against Ayanacho that he sort of done the, the crew yeah, turn against remember, the, yeah. against Leicester. He walked the line right at the end. Did uh, you see yeah, the one where he headed it? And Carroll yeah, picked yeah. it up, but he just weren't quick enough to get onto it. Yeah, yeah. It's and like there was no need for him to even come out yeah. there. But he, he also he also booted one into the air. You know, yeah. like it, it, it was Ran an easy one. He flapped at it. He wasn't even under pressure. And then, but the thing is, he's he's still making good saves. Because he made one, in, I think it was the Leicester game. He made one on the line. Yeah, he's always yeah, going to win. But yeah. at the same time, I, d- I don't feel like that. It's been the absolute assurance has been yeah. there in the way that he's had, you know, earlier on in the season. So I don't know whether it's just maybe infecting the whole team a little bit. This sort of like defensive, we're conceding a couple more goals which we haven't been, and I it's think a bit. It sounds a personnel, but it is personnel. It's different players who were coming in and playing right back and playing you very know, in, settled in Gomez's position, and it's striking the difference. Yeah. though. like you, it's funny how you can take two players out and. It, uh, because I couldn't see anyone scoring against us. Now no. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's. It, I think with the fact that it's gone the other way, all of a sudden, maybe there is a little bit of I nerves breathing in the back. I think Gary Murray said to me last night um, about. Um, so we 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 haven't been scintillating going forward all season, really. Um, but we were keeping clean sheets. Kind of maybe not not much has changed going forward, but now we're not. At the back, yeah, and I, I think you know I'm hoping that it is just an injury factor and 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 we sort of work it out, but. It's one of them, you know. It was disappointing the West Ham game, um, but I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it again. It was still a point game. Uh, yeah, I said that ends on a positive. We just snapped your hands off for three points clear in February. Uh, yeah. One defeat so far this season. Absolutely, and oh. it was only to City. You yeah. know what I mean? Who, who, by all accounts, at the start of the season, everyone was chatting. We're going to absolutely win the the quadruple and mop up everything before. And players them. are coming back now. We're expecting Trent back. We're expecting Wijnaldum back. Yeah, just just on a point there, you know, this this will be my last point before we move on to the Everton game. Um, is interestingly, you said we got players coming back after Bournemouth at the weekend. We've got a ten day break until the Bayern Munich game. Mm. I actually think, you know, in a way, in our minds, and I think you said this, Phil, which was a fair point, which maybe got a little bit not enough and not not enough credit at the time. I, I feel like that last 11-day break that we had where they took them to warm weather training has, has killed them. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it's 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 killed the momentum. They haven't played any games while City have been playing games. It's the way you the way, the way play as well. Yeah, and then we've came back. We've gone to Dubai for warm weather training and came back against Leicester and it's fucking snowing. Can I ask, yeah. can I ask, can I ask Judgey this? Uh, what is the benefits of warm weather training? 
in the in the middle of the job. Not scientific about it. Not scientific about it. Really, it's just freshening the players up. It's nice to. There's an alpha sitting next to me in the pub, and he went. I don't know why the bloody went to Dubai. They should have been training in Snowdonia. You know, it's one of them, isn't it? As Judge said, I think it's just to freshen them up, and it gives them a break, a bit of sun, on mm. and out, you know, get out the. They've had a long slog through December in the Premier League, haven't you? So I think it's more that. But in, I don't think it's done us any well, favors. I it's a bit of camaraderie as well. As I don't think it's. I, I, I honestly don't think it's done us favors though, because you know, you're 11 days without without a serious competitive game. While City are still playing games, they do it in the FA Cup and stuff. And uh, you made the point, Phil. That, you know, it allows you to keep. I think you made the point that allows you to keep fringe players fresh. Mm. You know, if they need to come in, um, and. I actually think that the break we haven't it, it hasn't hurt the fringe players. I think it's hurt the, the starting players. You know they they've lost that momentum mm. with that break. They came back as I say, it was snowing the Leicester game, and they've been in Dubai in the yeah, sun. But Camacho Terry, he's the perfect example. Of somebody who would have played in the League Cup. Yeah, uh, and you know you're yeah. bringing yeah. in so more confidence. I get it with the kids. No, so uh, no I, that's what I meant at the time. Was going out of that could hurt us in the league. And then you know, now we've got this other big break, and I'm 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 sort of desperate for it because I wanted to get people back from the niggles and that mm. like trends mm. and stuff and we get some of them injured players back but at the same time I'm a bit nervous because it's like you know you come back from that break and we've got Bayern Munich and then four days later we've got Man U away so we can't afford to come back sluggish you know what I mean we need like to sort of come back snappy and, and sort of be right into it so just an interesting one you know to, to, to be basically keep an eye on and maybe it is a bit of a mitigating factor with what's happened the last two games but but I think we 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 you know we talked about our games enough there. I think you know we, uh, let let's let's lighten the mood up and get back <laughs> to uh, Everton back to service. I was actually as usual. enjoying. I was actually yeah. enjoying that. Uh, now we go from disappointed. Imagine I'll be a judgey. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I've said it a few times that, that this this season I'd like to have those types of problems. You've yeah. got. You look across the park and, and see what we're dealing with. The only positive I can gain out gain out of these last two games that we've got more points to deliver. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's that, it. That, that, that's it. Well, I know that's well, been look, Everton won Wolves three. I mean, we, I, I was involved in it, unfortunately, in, in the post match, the post match, and and, and my feelings at the time, uh, unusually because it's not always the case, haven't really changed. You know, I, I, I still look at it. And I, I look around at the team that played that day, and the biggest thing that the, the biggest difference for me and the two teams, apart from you know the the balance and and, and the quality at times they chose was just pure hunger and desire to play for the shirts and 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 the point I made on the on on the post match was the one I think is still very significant is they had a lot of players who feel as though they got more to offer and have got another level and and are hungry to try and prove themselves. Most of our players, you know, had that that kind of demeanor and that look about them that they've they, you know they, they, they've arrived at their their pinnacle if you like and. I think Walcott, I suppose, in, in that sense, epitomises it. Yeah, I mean, it was a strange one that the, the front three they started because the front three against Huddersfield started so well and played so well. I couldn't see the the sense in starting Walcott I in that game. I, I was gobs- I was gobsmacked, to be honest, that Bernard didn't say, and I said that in the, in the post-match. I was gobsmacked that he didn't start the game, and I can only think that because we were behind, he didn't come on. He was trying to throw, you know, I suppose, more att- attackers at them, but... I mean, you look at the way they... But why didn't he start after, know, after no, the, no, the, the front three worked so well? And Sigurdsson, had, well, one of us, like, he had a good first half in, in the Huddersfield game. I just... We, no, all, we all thought it was a given that the three of them would be up, up there yeah. together because it worked so well. I, th- I think I think the only thing you, you would say is that you, l- you look at the way they set up and 
they dominated the middle of the pitch, didn't they? It's not been the first time that we said yeah. it this year, but they dominated the, the middle of the pitch, and it was only that move where Gomez has scored the goal where we've actually played through them and created a chance, yeah. and that was through some you know unusually good combination play. But they they looked for me the team that we wanted to be this year. Yeah. They have balance all over the pitch. The, on, the only thing I will say in the defence of, I suppose, our recruitment team and, and of the project, as we keep saying, is they've had two years to work on it. All yeah, uh, the, majo- the vast majority of their starting eleven were actually still on the side last year. Yeah, and right. I think you've alluded, you alluded to it in the, in the post-match. They, they've got a winner mentality from last season. Yeah. And I know it's the championship coming up to the Premiership, but it's hard enough getting up from the championship to the Premiership and... It's even harder staying in there, and they're doing it, doing it well. Yeah. And they're, they're going into games. They're going into games against the likes of us in particular, and, and against some of the other top sides because they took points off the other top sides as well with, with no fear. You know, yeah. they, they've got nothing to lose. It's like, they and again, that against the sides around them. Well, well, uh, well, when you say around them, the, the, the we, lower we teams, expect yeah. them to have been start it, the it, season. It, 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 be, I, think, I, think, I think because of that as well, yeah. like they're expected to dominate the game, control possession. The, the way that they're set up, and they're a very physical side, I didn't realise. Oh, yeah. From and they're, from li- they're not even that... Well, the midfield, central midfield, isn't doesn't look that big, no, no, but well, they, they're, they're so strong so on com- the ball. Well, they're so yeah. combative yeah. in yeah. there. Like Nev- yeah. Neves being the flair player works so hard. Yeah. Matinho, despite being, must be 32, 33. Works I thought so he was hard. brilliant. I thought he was brilliant. Top player r- ran the show, yeah. I mean, but y- you look around the other players, though, they've still got the grit. You know, they've still got the, the, the Doherty's who, who, you know, who yeah. knows, you know, football. It's them as individuals or the manager. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of everything, I think. I it's think got to be everything, aren't it? it the it manager's, he's, he's gave them that winning mentality from last season. Yeah. And they've, they've came up to the Premier, Premier League and but they it, haven't feared anyone. It, but it's, it, it looks like they're enjoying the football as yeah, well, doesn't it? Definitely, like, yeah. You know what I mean? It, he, he's... he's he, He's got them playing in a way where they're mm. enjoying the football, they're enjoying playing for him, and you know what I mean? It feels like there's a coherence to what they're trying to do. It there was no point in that game on Saturday where we even looked in it. Mm. I know we got it back to 1-1, one, one, but we didn't. We just didn't look there. He didn't deserve the goal no, at the time. It was, no. it was a good goal. It was a good goal. Very good goal. I mean, you score a goal like that and you think, okay, it's going to click here. Do you know what I mean? But like, I think it should click after that, shouldn't it? But it yeah. didn't. It just didn't. No, I think you're spot on when you said it, it, it didn't. It didn't really happen for us. I think I said in the post match, and again, I just reiterated that everything they were everything that, that we're not. Yeah. You know what I mean, you talk about that winning mentality. You talk about the belief. You talk about the desire. You talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, the the players that, you know, seem to understand each other on the same page. We haven't got any of that at the moment, and, and obviously to, to to not give them spend all the podcast talking about wolves, it's becoming it, it's becoming a concern, isn't it? It is, uh, and it's th- it's the chopping and changing in in that front three for me. It's just mm. like no one seems to know the position. Like one minute, r- one game, the Charleston's playing as the number nine, Tosson has a good game in the number nine, playing in the number nine, and next game with two different wire players with him. Well, yeah. not two different, but Bernard, who we who we had Joey with. He's not on the pitch. But it's almost the opposite. I've just said that Wolves are playing with a coherence and yeah. it feels like yeah. users are just I not mean, playing didn't with that. Didn't they go 11 games at the start of the season or something, not changing the first 11? Wolves. Could be right, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And, it, and it shows, doesn't it? It yeah, shows yeah. that they're all comfortable and fluent with each other. Before, I, I keep going back to the Liverpool game because that's where it seems to go wrong. It seemed like we had a 
the, the, oh, he knew the, his best eleven. Yeah, that he time, knew, didn't it he? seemed like he, he did. And then all of a sudden, we lose to Liverpool, and you know, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for yourselves, and and it just seems like his, his head's just totally gone from it because mm. it's just the chopping and the changing from that front. Yeah, really? I, d- I, d- I, d- I think I think when you come into it, you, you talked about that winning mentality and 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 the the effect that that winning consistently, whether it's at the championship or at the Premier League level, has on, on a team and, a, and on a group in, in general. We're experiencing the opposite, and I think when you do experience the opposite, you you start as a manager to doubt. And and, and he look, he, the the owner this week and, and today, in fact, has backed him and said, look. It's been made clear to him that he needs to bred the young players. He's going to be given time, this, that, and the other. He, he's not stupid. He's not soft. He knows that he needs to get results as well. And I think this clutching and this, you know, changing players here and there. He's trying to find a formula where, because of the type of manager he is, and and again, I'm I'm, I'm assuming this just from, the, you know, the way that he, the picture he paints and stuff like that. He, he's not happy with just getting a one nil at Huddersfield. And even though for us it was like, yeah, it was great to get a win. He's looking to go on from that, isn't he? And and maybe it, 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 it didn't look like that on Saturday. Though, no, but it? what I'm saying is the reason he made that change. He's not just happy with going. Okay, I've won a one nil here. I, I want to go on and, and and do more than that. And and maybe he's looking at uh, look. He, he clearly felt from bringing him off at 59 minutes. He, cl- he clearly felt let down by by Walcott on, on on Saturday. You know, and and so did the Everton fans. And and I think the 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 the, the Swapping and changing and stuff, and, and bringing different strikers in and bringing different players on the flanks. He, he's just desperate to try and find the balance that he yeah, had early in the season. Can I? Can I just? And you know, I mentioned it on the pod last week. Like the uh, winning against Huddersfield, you. My worry for you was it was it would be an almost like a false dawn. You know, like almost like the Burnley results. I think I said that on the pod. You know, like where you lost the lost games going into it. You smash Burnley. And then the other side of the band, the game, you just fell away again. And I said, like, you know, it, it, what's the, the worry with even getting a win against Huddersfield is, like, sort of, can you, can, is the consistency going to be there the following game? No. How can you ask for consistency for me, the next game no, when you, you change your team? Because he's done it after Burnley, didn't he? He, he changed the yeah. team completely after Burnley. So it's like you win games and he still changes. Yeah. Like, at, so we, you're saying he's chopping and changing, looking for the winning formula. You find Not a winning, winning for- formula. He's uh, looking for a formula. That's got to carry the club forward long term. Yeah, but that's no. not what you need. No, now, it's is not. It? No, like we need and who, who's telling him? Why isn't he being told? But especially though, especially <laughs> against the sides Daddy, and Arsenal. Carry, we need. Right, bear we, with me. We need to go into that Wolves game with the same with a winning mentality. We had the win. You won. The only th- yeah, the, the only time we we struggled against Huddersfield was when we were down to ten men. That's when they were at their best. Yeah. And if it was against any other side in that Premier League. Above Huddersfield, they scored. But you dug that, it that's out. Included you the dug it out. That's you included dug it out, the and that gives you that should give your players confidence, yeah. shouldn't it? Because it's like we, we held on with ten men, and yeah. we got it. We yeah. got it done. Yeah, but I, I spoke on Saturday about levels, and I think if this season is about Marco Silva learning about the players and learning about which players he can take forwards, learning about the capabilities of the players, I don't think he was it. And, and look, this is going to be a sounds a strange point because I completely agree with Craig that absolutely Bernard should have played on Saturday, but. By starting Bernard again, and and Walcott being on the bench, and you know we got beat for instance, say we got beat three one. Because I'll be honest, I can't think of any team with the fielders on Saturday that would have beat Wolves or took them to the sword. You know, in a in a in a comprehensive manner that would have allowed us to learn more about the side. Go on, what are you gonna say, Craig? No, I mean, I th- 
But then, but at least start the side that won against yeah. us. No, I, I, I do agree with you, and I'm I, I'm not defending. I'm trying to understand because it's it's so easy to just keep going, and and having and having a pop at them and stuff like that. And 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 I completely agree with the point that we we need to play a consistent eleven. But if the owners' words and 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 we can only trust the owners' words are that the job this season is to find out as much about the current squad as as we can. Find out which players we can take forwards. Get rid of the players who, who he's not happy to take forwards, and, and that's it. Then he, he's got to. I'm not saying he's got to keep swapping and changing because, as you say, right, rightfully say, he did, we did go on a run. You know, the Wolves went on a run and on that, but we've done it where we've kept, you know, uh, the same team for three or four games. But that's when he's been convinced. Look, they're playing the way I want them to play. Now, whether it's a one nil win, Terry's right. It's a false turn. Winning one nil against Lutherfield. Why does that? Why is that a, a, an encouraging thing for Marco Silva? He wasn't happy with that performance, so he needs to change it. But it wasn't his front three that he, he couldn't have been but unhappy you, with his front three. I don't know, Craig. No, I know, yeah, but we looked at that first half and we, we've said, we said it on this show that yeah. the front three played well in the first half. Mm. Now, 20 minutes into the second half, we were down to 10 men. So the, yeah, f- the, so front, the front three, three gets sabotaged. Yeah, and it turns into something else. And, and, and the thing, you know, I, I take what you're saying on board that, you know, that maybe the mandate is find out the players that you, you can trust and you're going to carry forward and stuff. What's Marco Silva learned there about Theo Walcott? That he doesn't he's already finished. know. He's finished. Yeah, no, but no, and no, that's look, the thing. No, by not playing Silva. Look, again, I'm assuming here, and I'm trying to but bring something to the. Silver. I'm trying to bring something to the table here that that that, that hasn't been mentioned because look, the papers are saying the same thing. The fans are all saying the same thing. I've got the same frustrations as all the fans. I'm trying to understand, uh, to some level, what's going on here. Look, I don't think he's learned any more about Walcott. I'm also looking at their team at the same time and going, if you're playing a, a five-three-two. You know the, the, those wing backs and, st- and you know the, the, and the way they play, and they're playing a back three. He wants to play wide players. You play as high as possible. Our two wide players, you play highest up the pitch. A Walcott mm. and Richarlison. Mm. So I'm thinking is the best way he's think thinking you can get at a back three is to play three players really high. Always. And, and 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 they're the they're the three players that can do that. Bernard, Craig, correct me wrong, is not that player, is he? No. He's a player that'll tuck in and He'll get involved in, yeah, and yeah. combine. But so is, he, is he not a player that you could say for this game, mate? I want you to stay up high yeah. and wide. I, I, yeah. He's a professional I footballer. I know, I know, I know he's but fast, so he can exploit them. You have said this yourself. You, you've got players in the, in the middle of your pitch. who's fifty-four million. He's a professional footballer. You can't ask to yeah, do a job. Yeah, so the, the difference so is he's he's played with confidence and played well in the game before, whereas Keita hasn't played well for us at all. So it's like you know at, at the moment. So it, it's slightly Fabinho different. Has, though. If it'd be anyone, and he hasn't had a good game either. That was a, f- a consequence of people around him, I think. But well, by again, the by, and, and that's that, that, that's the point. The I'm thing making. is, I I don't think you haven't you know you haven't you haven't said about Walcott that he's been class for you for for months. No, so no. it's like why, why nobody's you know, in there to do a job for that particular game for for Silver to try and get the best out of the team and, and to try and play in the way that he wants to play in in, in that game. And, and look, it hasn't worked for him, but I, I still retain, I still maintain the fact, and obviously we won't know that. You know, until we wouldn't know that, but I, I, d- I can't think of a, a a way that we could have comprehensively beat. And I, I almost feel it's as not though comprehensively, but we didn't comprehensively beat. No, we, we were we were gritty. But and we could be, but the thing is, you're at all at that level. They're yeah. better sides, they and I, th- I think they've been beat against worse sides than Everton this season. But I think it's got to be gritty and. And we were gritty. We were gritty. We, well, yeah, it was probably. We should have beat them. Yeah, really. but, but I, I, we were gr- we were gritty against Huddersfield, and and it's it sometimes takes that. Do, do you not do you not agree though that 
that game on Saturday, in a, in a weird way, allows Silva to go to the board and go, they're not good enough. Yeah, but, it's no, that, yeah, but what, what good is that now? No, be, no, no because shush. look, I've, 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 well, I've reached the point now. This is the point that, we, that we're at now. They're the, they're the, they're the, the ideal... Because we looked at that game and because and of the positions in the league, which is obvious, they're the team, really, that are competing with us for seventh. But along he, with he must have knew that against the defeat against Leicester and the defeats all over Christmas. He must have knew that. I don't, that, I don't that know. The, the Leicester one was two, two sides playing... Playing New Year's Day football wasn't well, it? Leicester it, was know, just an it, example. I'm talking about the the whole package over no, Christmas. No, but, but you could count that as a bad run because it was a bad run. The bad runs come to an end by beating all right, yeah, bottom of the league side. But, but then you're it coming against the again. team. <laughs> no, but you're coming against the team at home where we've pretty much got all of our players available apart from Lucas Lucas Digne, and you know we 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 haven't been good enough, have we? And you know we've spoke about the confidence. I mean. We've got to mention the the, the set piece stuff because even though it, it's white noise at the moment because everyone's mentioned it, not least Sky and, yeah. and and all of our supporters, you know, it, it's it's um it's <laughs> frustrating. I mean, and I'll go back to what Millsy said. I think it might have been in the last podcast. We as fans all know what's going to happen. Mm. We're sitting there watching Everton in set pieces, and we're like, "This so marking, we can't do it." We're watching it, and I know you're a fan of it, Gary. You no, are. No, no, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of zonal mark, and I'm not a fan of sitting there as a supporter of the club what, and seeing yeah, it going yeah. really wrong. Now, my and issue, it is going wrong. Yeah, agree. Look, we now, haven't got defenders who can play it again. I, I, like I said in the post match, I'm, I'm not going to overanalyze it. And again, in that position that you're in, in the free kick they've scored, it's not really a zonal marking position. It's just players in a line. Now, the issue I had with the positions that were taken off from that free kick. Why is Richarlison? Was it, was it the Richarlison? Because I he's the closest yeah, man. Yeah, he's the man yeah. right in the middle. Or he's in the prime position for the for the, you know next to their striker. Now, what happens is in the run up to the the actual free kick is uh, Jimenez points to where he wants the ball, yeah. and Richarlison points to his teammates to say, "I've got him there." And, and you're so like, easy, really. He's there. So he's, he's their leading goal scorer. He's the centre forward. Why on earth is is Zuma or Akina? And I look. We all know how poor Keane is anyway in, in, in them in them situations. But why isn't Zuma going, get out the way, you? I'm, I'm because, there. Yeah, because, yeah. because Zonal. No, it's not. No, Teddy. Not in that situation. They're in a line. That's not Zonal marking. In that situation, and it is Zonal, but what you need to understand is that Zonal marking normally consists of, say, six players in a line, two players in front of them, and they're marking positions from a corner. In that free kick, it's zonal marking because they're standing in a line and not marking man-to-man, but it's not zonal marking that. Silver wouldn't have lined all the players up and said, you stand there, you stand there, you wouldn't stand there. Wouldn't he, though? Because, because correct me if I'm wrong, and you, you know, you're a coach and I'm not, but it, to my mind, if you're teaching zonal marking, you're not teaching different patterns of zonals or different zones for different f- no, different positions of the free kicks. It's almost like no, it that's, is. Your, that's you. That's your zone one there, you're there, you're no, there. No, not on a free kick from there because if you think about if, if it's a deep free kick and they're going to hold a defensive line, which you've got to hold, and the defensive line, looking back at it, was fine. It was it was a line pretty much just in front of the edge of our area. There was no issues with that. No player can stand in a different position. They can't stand in front or behind. They've got to stand in a line. Now, my criticism, whether it's of the players or of Silver, is who has decided who's going to stand in between the posts. Mm. Because they're the most important players in that situation. Now, some people say you can clip it deep, and that first header is important because it puts it back in the, the danger area. And that's where our centre-backs were positioned. They were, they were positioned furthest away from the ball. 
to stop that big deep ball, yeah. you know, that, that uh, stops yeah, yeah. them from winning the first header. But for me, when I mean, you've got players of the quality of, was it Matinho set the goal up, wasn't mm. it? Matinho, who can put the ball put it on a sixpence. Yeah, he's going to put it right in the penalty spot, See, which is I where was, he I was it. watching it from the upper ladders, and I was watching where they were all standing, and I was like, if he hits that right, if he hits that in the right position, these we're are scoring. Yeah. These are yeah. 100% scoring because the way our defence was standing. Yeah, and, and, and it's clear as day that Richarlison points at him and goes, yeah, he's my man. When the ball comes in, Richarlison's five yards behind him, may- maybe more, and just jumps. Mm. It's like he doesn't even compete with it's him. A, it's one of them. Like but he's a striker, and he's a, he, mm. it's not even that. He's a left winger, and he's a yeah. Brazilian left winger. Yeah. We've, we've Why on earth is he the man who's closest to Jimenez? Yeah. Now, we, there's got to be a degree of common sense and leadership there. We, we've talked about it. You know, We had it, didn't we? You know, yeah, when, when, when Klopp first came in under Rodgers, and that, we used to be like, oh, we need defensive coaches and all this keeper. But we used to see it all the time as well, where we think... Why is he marking him? Mm. And it, and and that's why I'm saying I I in my mind it, it isn't that he's there's marking him. He's just in his. There's, there's no system. But what I'm saying when there's a deep free kick and the ball is played in, and the ball's in the air and it's on its way to goal, it's the closest man yeah. to where the ball is going to land. who has got to compete for the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can blame Richarlison all day long. I'm not going to blame Richarlison because. If that was at the other end and he hasn't got on the end of it, I'd be blaming him as an attacker. But he's just, mm. he's, I have to just say, he's a left winger and he's a Brazilian well, left winger. There should be our centre. He's in there to, to do. Everton have always played with 10 men behind the ball in at set pieces. He should he should know how to defend that ball, whether you're a, a left winger or not. That that's a that's a point, and and you, would, you you and again, we are assuming things here, and and you would only assume and hope. That happens in training, and he's more than capable of dealing in, uh, with that situation. Because I think it was Seamus Coleman, and that's the thing that doesn't make sense. So Seamus Coleman's in the right back, I suppose, position, the closest man to the ball, the first man to go over. The next man is Richarlison. You, you, you can't tell me that that makes sense to you. Now, for me, if it's a breakaway, or you're talking about, you know, the counter attack, we're putting every man on be- behind the ball. Put him in between, or put him next to the centre back, or, or put the two centre backs and put him on the outside of them. There's there's a loads of combinations I can think for the way that that line could have been set up, and the other stipulation surely, if you're setting up in a line like that, it's got to come into the the players thinking, where's the striker, or yeah. where are the target men? It doesn't matter whether you're zonal or man to man. The where small the man is against the big man. It's just done. just switch, just switch. Yeah. Can we yeah, just allude to the foul before that free kick? It was it was keen, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and how many times did he do that throughout the game? Then sh- he just g- he gives the attackers so much, so many chances mm. to beat him. Yeah, to make himself look foolish. And, he, and he's done it there. Yeah, he do, I, 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 yeah. Well, look, you can't keep. There's not. You're not going to hear an argument here. No, you're not going to hear an argument here for that. And and there, there was a there was a passage of there was a sort of passage play. There was a there was a period of games where he looked okay. And, and I, I come on the podcast, uh, I, I says on the podcast, look, maybe we've been proved wrong here. And, and it was the periods of games where he was managing to get to the ball first. He, if he doesn't get to the ball first, he's finished, isn't he? Yeah. And, and that, for me, is the sign of a very, with his head. very poor defender. He's not good with his feet. The best he gives you is like a 40-yard like pump ball. He's not a leader. He's not a leader. At least he's fast. <laughs> and, my, and my biggest issue with him which I've said before as well he hasn't got an ounce of natural aggression no. mm. he's just like he's he'll, soggy he'll get That's the ball it. and he'll pass the ball to a fullback and even then you're like your heart's in your mouth because it's like it's either too hard or not hard enough yeah. it's just the, 
he just puts your fraud. play. He just, he's a <laughs> yeah. He's a, a fraud. Yeah. And, and what what, what, what best is is he's an international. Yeah, he's I an international it. fraud. <sighs> Crazy, isn't it? And then, you know what? You, you sort of wonder sometimes how did he how did he end up? At what point I I want to make his Baines clearly wasn't fit enough to play, was he? Yeah. On on Saturday. He played what the first 30, 35 minutes, minutes, something yeah. like that. I think it was just after they, well, after the after the penalty was given away. I'm back to the point from the from the Liverpool game of mm. we haven't got how haven't we got a player who can play left side of defence below our first team in the reserves who could easily come in. We're playing a right back, our second choice right back at left back as a third choice left back. Um, Surely you've got a. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm probably gonna side with, if you like Teddy's argument from the other side is that I, I don't know. I think, I think to put a, a left back in, and even more so, this is a, b- a bigger argument on my side. To put a, a left back from the U team or a left back from the twenty threes or eighteens into a team that's really struggling at the back, I think you're asking for for problems, and, and particularly into a, a zonal marking system and and into a, a defence that's lack, you know. Lacking confidence massively. The Wolves aren't a wide size, are they? They're not a what? They weren't a wide. They're not like a, they don't play to the wingers, do they? The the, fr- the middle three. But they are they their strengths. They play wing backs. They play wing backs. But their middle three wing. are their strengths, aren't they? The, the Neves, Matinho. Yeah, but they use the width to to either get the best out of the middle three. Well, you know, is it, I think it's Doherty on one side that has been a, has been a massive threat for them. Yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah, he's contributed to a goal. Doherty on the right hand side, yeah. and and they got that from the championship as yeah. well. They're, he's always arriving on the back post, and th- 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 that that formation is a, is a is a well drilled formation that they've had for quite some time. I think I, I'm not sure I agree with that. I get your point, but I'm not sure I agree with. I, I think John Joe Kenny's an okay. To be fair, he, he, he's done okay defensively. And, I, and as, that's a much, as a much preferred to playing in Coleman's position, that's that, that's <laughs> the point I'm getting at. Yeah. I'd rather a left side defender. Play in that position of left well. Let's back. be honest, though. We're only in that position. We're only opposite. We're not blessed at the moment with cover in most areas. We're actually blessed with two good left backs, and, and yeah, we're unfortunate yeah. that yeah. one suspended and and one is was carrying an injury yeah. on Saturday. That's why I'm half thinking for one game. Maybe it, yeah. it, it could have been. Well, look at it, I think moving on because um, we're gonna have to go into the social media. It's again the the, the, the zonal marking thing or the market just defensively in general. It, a lot's been brought up about zonal marking. It seems to be the, the big thing that everyone's going on about. I think the biggest thing we're lacking there is someone to take some responsibility. Whether it's the manager to take the responsibility off the player's shoulders and go, well, look, we're going to make a tweak to the system to make it easier for you. Or it's wh- whether it's bringing Jagielka out of this cupboard that Silva's locked him in <laughs> and, and putting him back into the side wh- where he belongs to, to bring some leadership and just someone to speak to the players. I don't know. Something... Millsy's made the in fairness has made the, made the point a few times. I, I've been leaping to the defensive silver and go look. You've got to you've got to persist with with these types of systems, but he, he's got to do something about it. He's got to do something about it. Otherwise, he, he's losing the faith of the fans and the players. Which, regardless of what type of project he's he's you know he's by, we're, we're trying to bring him in on here. He's finished before yeah, he even starts. You only get so long, don't you? He's finished before he even starts. Even if he stays in the job, the, the fans won't forgive him for how naive he's been. And the players won't probably. Mm. I think you're hanging us out to dry here. Well, yeah. listen, some disappointing results on Merseyside there. So, obviously, we'll cha- we're going to get onto our social media section and we'll try and change the mood a little bit. We've got uh, an interesting question Shine. from Ronan via the website. Um, this one's for the, for the Liverpool lads. He wants to know, if we could take one player from any team in the Premiership, 
and I'm certain right into the Liverpool team now, who would it be? Oof. Tough question. Mm. Very tough question there. If you think about like what Liverpool need, yeah, uh, you know, take the injuries out. Um, of it. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna disregard injuries because if well, Joe Gomez, can, well, I can because I, I, you know if Joe Gomez is back in the next two weeks, then or the next three weeks or whatever, you know six. what I mean. It isn't six. for the season, isn't he? No, no, no. He said three weeks. Probably gonna be the season though. It's dragging it, it on was, now. It was. I think it was put back four weeks longer than it was meant to be after because of the... Uh yeah, but it's three weeks from where we are today, Yeah, I think. So take that aside. Trent's meant to be back anyway in the next week or two. It's like, and I'm, I'm not really going to fiddle with our defence there. I think what we absolutely need um, is what we... You know, we're currently playing Firmino in like a 10 role, like sort of. He's, he's getting played there quite a lot. Keater in that number eight role hasn't really done it when he's been asked, you know, to, to, to do that job. I think I'm probably, I'm I'm probably gonna say I'd take Bernardo Silva from Man City, because I think he's got the work rate that will fit a Klopp team. Yeah. You go right in that Liverpool team, and I think he's got the capability to play in that midfield in in the more advanced role and just pull the strings that we th- uh, that we need at the moment that I, I just don't think we're quite getting. Um, I don't feel Shakiri is going to get the opportunity to play there anymore because after the Southampton game. So, you know what I mean? I I just think we haven't got anyone who can do that sort of job at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have gone with that until I seen the way he plays against us, mm. <laughs> to be fair. Really? Uh, I, I I think he's been exceptional all season. The shift he's put in. Oh, yeah, the shift he put in. Oh, yeah. I didn't, did didn't realise the press that he could put he on. He covers a lot of ground yeah. always, but I mean, that was exceptional against us. It was even more so than normal. It just but, yeah. didn't stop. Even mm. like Even like... Barking and the referees yeah. here, everything was just he was quality. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a winner. Yeah. I want to beat these. These are our rivals. Yeah, and it's I'd, what you need. Yeah. And, and you, you're, I'm with you, Phil. I, I didn't expect that from him. I knew he was a good player. Yeah, I knew he got around the pitch, but it's just didn't know we had that bite and that next level yeah, of yeah. sort of engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. now that I've seen that, I wouldn't disagree. I mean, I think if we could clone Steven Gerrard from. You know, his heyday. Oh God, yeah. That's what we need right Mark now. But, you know, who doesn't yeah. need that? Who, who doesn't need that? We might Mark. have made him look like that, but... Yeah, we yeah. did. He's making him look like that every season. So yeah, we do, to be fair. It's almost like that player's dead from, like, football now, in, yeah. in general. Um, even a Frank Lampard-type character, there's not many, many knocking about. I think, you know, wh- when you're talking about Bernardo Silva or maybe De Bruyne, I see De Bruyne more of that central midfielder, maybe, than Bernardo Silva. I don't more, more I, I think De Bruyne pulls out onto the wings quite he a lot pull out crosses wide, that's stuff. the thing why I'm, I'm not sure about but <laughs> mm, I, 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 another interesting one and I'm just going to throw this out there this might sound absolutely bonkers because he was crap until Crimbo but since Mourinho's gone <laughs> Pogba mm. yeah. he's the type of player but just yeah. he sort of kicked onto another level there though wasn't he like yeah. since Mourinho's gone it's like he's he's, he's now in the last 10 games, he's been he the player the that they thought he was on. But then you probably know, look at the way Firmino played last night and think, oh, I'd have a Rashford as well. No, well, I, I think Firmino's sort No, I like Firmino. No, but I mean, <laughs> if, if we get the right midfielder, attacking exactly, midfielder, yeah, I think it. Firmino's sort I think he's okay. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just... I, I, and I, by attacking midfielder, I don't think I mean a 10. No, no, no. Otherwise that's what I mean. go with David Silva. That's what I mean. It's, it's not like quite a ten. No. It's what Keita's meant to be doing. Yeah, it's that. It's that sort of it's combative attack yeah. on the field. It's, isn't it's it? someone yeah. who's able to do both sides, and it's going to be box to box. The Bruyne's got, that got nag, hasn't he? He's a little. Yeah, he can get about. Yeah, a little bit. So Bernardo Silva, I think, is the one for me. But at, at, on current form, I think Pogba would be a very interesting addition if you dropped him into our midfield. I just hate him. I hate him. I'm just saying, like you know, doing with his different haircuts and his on form. On form. Do you want to know who me and Judy have at Everton? 
Staaf van de bach. <laughs> ja, ja, we hebben we gaan. Het zijn een limit these episodes <laughs> from helemaal drie hours. Nou, boh. Ja, it's an interesting question. You know what? I wanted to go somewhere different from Bernardo Silva just for the for So the Pick one then. Well, I'm only saying that I would, I would have Bernardo Silva, yeah, but if not, De Bruyne, probably. I'd have Coutinho if we could have anyone. Oh, here we go. Because he is that midfielder. He's struggling at the back though, aren't he? It's just what Michael Keane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did say also going into this when we <laughs> talked about it off air I did say Laporte because I think Van Dijk and Laporte would be a joke yeah but I just don't yeah. I don't think Laporte's been at that top top level for long enough for me to say Ooh. I'm going to yeah. parachute I, I, I also think he's, he's been good this season I also think this season was Sojo Gomez yeah once Gomez is season, so you know what I mean it's a difficult one you made the point though Terry I suppose it's valid to bring it up now that he's maybe injury prone I made the argument that Gomez. Yeah, you, you can't blame him for the injuries he's had, but you talked about his recovery time. Yeah, I, I, I'm not injury prone. It's more the ones he has. I don't know whether that's because he's a full-blooded full blooded player or whatever. I think he's actually said it himself in an interview. All of his injuries come from impact as opposed to like muscle injuries. Or, or, yeah, but if you look, it, it's Did more... He a broken it, leg as a kid as well? It, yeah, and he, like he's had his cruciate... He showed he's resilient to combat. And, and his, yeah, he, he is, but it seems to take him ages to get back he's had some serious long layoffs already in his Liverpool Hope career cumulative uh, yeah and you just worry you know that how old is he 23 oh he's a kid 22 yeah. Yeah. and you just worry is that going to take its toll you know like and, and mm. that's m- my concern is that mm. he just seems to have these long injuries that keep him out for months you know what I mean and then he's starting again almost every time he comes back mm. and what what is apparently a three week layoff ends up being an eight week layoff and it's just like oh. we do need a boss defender but the biggest impact on our first 11 is an attacking mid isn't it our starting 11 if everyone's fit a proper box to box what he does meant to be with attack and prowess yeah you're going to spend a few quiz on him mate I know <laughs> but oh, what would he be with Pulisic Pulisic more of a no, he's, yeah he's a bit more fancy than that yeah Keita was in that mould at Leipzig yeah. we just need that player that's yeah. it I tell you what do you know what I said this after the game actually I could still make of this season an amazing video of Keita skinning people YouTube does tell you nothing, does it? Yeah, but mate, it wasn't just YouTube. He was running, he was running games in Champions League. Still going about that Palace game at Sellers Park. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's loads of little turns and skin and one player. There's it just doesn't show you how he gives it away afterwards. <sighs> starting, to, starting to look like maybe four games for Gomez. <laughs> move on from that. <laughs> All right then. Interesting question for the Blues. Let's have it right. Red J uh, via Twitter. What result do the Blues want on Wednesday? Red oh, J. Red 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 J. You're getting battered by Wolves and then the one but game you yeah, turn on up to Liverpool in the league and you're happy with that. No, you don't want to go into the Wolves game and get so beat. Everton, like, it'd be proper Everton for us to do after, that. After them performances, I don't finally want, turn it on. I don't want Everton to lose against anyone. You do. You, you, know, the biggest thing, you know the biggest thing for me? I'll be honest, and this is this is being committed and honest, if we had Sam Allardyce, I'd be going, yeah, I'll just roll over because I, I can't be bothered with him getting the glory of that. I genuinely want Silva to do well and I genuinely want this group of players to do well. Um, and, and, and yeah, don't a, want a win against, against the, the, win against the City you let need me, to Let me win. put that right on you there. So us, you us. Rather, you'd rather your club, your club, like that you're a fan of the season to get older of, lose so Sam Allardyce doesn't get to say no, a victory lap that he beats City. No, no, listen, what I'm saying in the, in the scheme of things is I'd be more inclined to say 
I don't want this Ever- this Sam Allardyce Everton team to win because it might just prolong his, oh, his spell. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And, and yeah, it, it is slightly different. That's, that's so it's not, the, it's, it's not the case of Liverpool. Do you know what this thinks of to me? When you see a footballer getting interviewed and he has to say the right thing for the for the TV. Don't <laughs> <laughs> like, ask us the question then. Let's be honest. <laughs> look, look, you, you don't know, want yeah. Liverpool to win the league. Yeah. I'm you not saying it won't be I don't want you to win the league. Right. Surely that's worth more than finishing eighth or ninth. Well, let no, I so let me have this to lose then. any game. If we lose, yeah, but it's neither or. It's a would you rather? Well, I we've just rather said, we've just, we just answered the, the question. We've just answered the question. Don't be adding to it. What I will say <laughs> is that if we lose, I get over it quite quickly. Listen, because <laughs> I love the, the, table the Premier get. League is run <laughs> yeah, over thirty-eight games. If Man City can't do their job at Goodison Park, at St James's Park. At the Etihad, if they can't do their job all season, that's their fault. It's not our fault. Back to seven points. Happy with that. Well, you've still got to win your game. Yeah, I'm more <laughs> confident. And the way you should use yeah. are playing. <laughs> you know, crap. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> my God. People in glass houses. I know, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah we, no, we, but we if it's in, in, in answer to Red GA, then no, I want Everton to win. Yeah. And it's not because of Liverpool. Or Say not because of. Can yeah. I answer for Millsy? Uh, no, I don't want. <laughs> Mil- Millsy's already gone and bought yeah. a Man City shirt. Yeah. He's probably going to wear that. At he's, the sitting in, he's sitting in the city end. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt that's it. Why, that's why he's. Yeah, he's look and, and, and listen. Uh, uh, just to back Millsy uh, to a certain extent, that he's certainly not in the the minority there. It's going to be. Oh, there's going to be yeah. a lot of Everton fans well, who want. If it was the other way around. I was wanting the pool to get. Yeah, me, me kids. Well, well, me look, kids. Uh, well look, I've I, I got a text. An arbitrary win. Because let's be honest, part of the fun of football is having one over your rivals and all yeah. that. It's part of what. We're, it's why we're here today. Look, if this was, you know, and yeah, again, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put another slant on it. If this was the last game of the season, my stance yeah. would be very different. Yeah. I'd be like, listen, yeah, if you've got nothing to play for, yeah. Yeah. you just don't and, believe and, that. And I got, a, I got, a, I got a, no. See, well, I still want Everton. Well, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. No, maybe, I don't. Yeah, not if there's any but it's real not the last benefit. game of the season. There's 14 games to go. Not, I can see where Red Jay is coming with that, this, with this b- question. I 100 can because, but I know, I reckon 90 percent of Evertonians want Everton to lose tomorrow. That's not me. My kids want Everton to lose back, <laughs> they're, the two, they're the two big factors for me. One, there's 14, te- 14 games to go. And two, yeah. I do want Silver to do well. And, and I want this, and I say Silver to do well as if he's, he's bigger than Everton. But I, I feel as though if we can get through the season with you know a degree of optimism and, and with you know the players' belief still intact, which a, a win against City, whether you've had a poor season or not, if you go, well, listen, we, we beat City there. Because remember that game, you know... Th- that gives the, the players the belief, the, the yeah. good players that were looking to keep that. I, There's something going on here that, that we can actually maintain. Well, I, you know, I'm hap- I'd am i love to see you have another little false dawn. If it was a false dawn and we lost every game between now and the end of the season, <laughs> yeah. I'd be gutted that I celebrated <laughs> that, that win. Hey, well, good question from Red Jay. Yeah, good yeah, yeah. Red Jay. Yeah, knew, knew what he was doing there. Yeah. Well... Okay. It'll be enjoyable for them to listen to, I'm sure. Another inter- interesting question come by the website. This is, um, do you think that Liverpool should be doing more in the way of feeder clubs around Europe and also South America? Um, we could use this not only for young players to go and gain experience, but for the likes of Danny Ings, who could have gone there for six months post-injury, get him back to full fitness. Um, is Danny Ings on loan now? 
No. Uh, he is yeah, permanent. Yeah, yeah, permanent, yeah. wasn't it? No, no I think he's on loan until so the end of the season. He's with not a, with doing a, any arm being on loan deal. at a premiership yeah. club, is he? Um, and, and that's it. I think Danny Ings was a senior enough player that I don't think you're going to send him out on loan to somewhere like, you know, in the back and beyond in Belgium or something because he'll have options at Premier League level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a difficult one to say that. And he can take points off other teams yeah, for, for, <laughs> for, for players of, of, of his sort of... Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that he was like... A, a really, really senior, you it's know, not a proven 30. Premier League. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's still it's certainly going to get you. You're going to take a punt on him if you've just come up. Well, exactly. You? That's well, what I mean. He'll, he'll have options at much higher levels, but uh, they would might have him. Yeah. What do you mean, might? <laughs> um, but I think you know, I, I, I take the point. You know, but Terry, the we question, kind of have got a feeder club now in Rangers, haven't we? Or not a feeder <sighs> club? We're, we're sending we're our players on loan. Yeah, we're using them for loan deals for for loan and our. But if they also as an up and coming, I would imagine the relationships there now. Um, I, I, maybe, yeah, but I, th- I think it's it's a different level, isn't it, up there? But it's a it's a nice level. It's a, it, I suppose that relationships come about because not only with Gerard, it's a nice it's a nice level to go and play with a load of expectation, a weight of expectation from a crowd and a city sort of thing, which you're not going to get if you go and play, you know, at a, a lower level or whatever. It's a, it's a different. So if you want to get accustomed to that way of life of, of playing under pressure under the microscope. At a level of football, with all due respect, that isn't anywhere. You know, it, it isn't maybe as taxing as, as some other places. I think I think that's why that's being used. But I think it it's a good question. To, should we be using more of, of the f- the feeder clubs? Maybe for like the younger players, like the the the, the flair European players yeah. that you might have at l- uh, level. If, if they went out of the Championship, League One. They don't usually cut it, do they? And no. they usually get sent back pretty quickly. And that's it. Because <laughs> it affects them. So maybe like a, I, I, you know, a La Liga or... I, I, I don't know whether... It, it, it's, I, I, it's finding clubs and finding the standard of football that mirrors the way you're looking to play and gives you a good, solid you know, insight into whether they're going to cut it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's we're talking it, about it's sending it's people it's on loan. It's less about the loan deals for me. It's more about what we could get in. Yeah. Now, if Chelsea have, have, have sort of been quite cute in the way that they've done it, I think they've set up relationships with Belgian teams. Now, I, I mentioned a little bit off the podcast with the lads, like we were talking about it, and Belgium have put a programme in at their school and junior level right the way through the country to sort of develop technical players. And it's took them 20 years, you know, because they were, they were terrible in international tournaments and stuff. But they've got this sudden crop of really quality young players coming through all at the same time. Now... Chelsea have sort of tapped into that. You know, they've put the infrastructure in place in Belgium to breed young technical players. Mm. And Chelsea have put, you know, relations in and feeder clubs and things to, to tap that. Now, I think that's a very cute, sensible thing to do for clubs. What you've got to be careful of, though, is that Chelsea have sort of a hoarding young players. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? They're only doing it for sell-on value. No, they're and that's it. And, and, they're, and they're losing them now because all them players who are coming through, that they can't get into the fair team. So, you, you yeah. know, the Hudson Odoi and... Some of the other ones that have came through. You look yeah, at the, yeah. the names who've gone like De Bruyne yeah. and We've got Solanke as a result. They of that. do that. Yeah. They're, they're getting loan fees, aren't they? Not only that, they're they getting sell on fees. Yeah, it, they're it, getting it, it's a business model for if them. You can make seven, eight million pounds off all these players who are Chelsea graduates and you know can cut it in these yeah. lesser leagues. Yeah. They, they're gonna get seven, yeah. eight, and that's and seven you know, eight million pounds. It's a sensible thing and I think City are starting to try and do it as well with all of it and like hoarding the young players and stuff and it's something that we haven't done as a club Liverpool. So I think if it, you're it tap- is an interesting if you're tapping one. into them feeder clubs you're probably doing it for biz- business module rather than the, Although well, the Spanish team. clubs you know, are into the players who came through for them, though, you know what I mean? Like Chelsea have, have picked up some really seriously good young talents, haven't they? Uh, over the years, and they've lost them. They've lost them, yeah. yeah. But they have found them. 
Yeah. You know I was going to say, the Spanish clubs tap into South America well, don't they? I mean, it's more of a fit to go from South America to, to Barcelona, I suppose. Well, the, the other thing is as well, it, it is work permits and that as well, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And the issue, yeah. Portuguese so clubs many. get loads of them because of the, the reasons, again, that it's easier to get a work permit there and play there, and obviously the language yeah. side. So mm. we're always going to be faced with that political issue, and, or if you like that. The Brazilians well, as well, the they tend to go to mad clubs and like... China or no, they go, leagues, they go to like and then we get no, them. they go to Eastern Europe a lot, like yeah. Russian teams yeah, and stuff, Spartak well, and all yeah. that, and then they come into Europe because yeah. it, it's like Gary says, you've, you've got to sort of show that they've been a first team name, you yeah. know what I mean, for a number of years and stuff. But the and you know, and the language thing is is an interesting one. But if you're looking like you know, Gary will know more about this than me because obviously he's sort of coached and stuff and he's been over to the states and coaching and that, but. America's put this program in place. That's now the fastest growing sport in American schools. America are going to end up in the next 10, 15 years. I reckon they'll be a force. You know, put what like program in place? Like sort of bringing soccer. soccer, what they call it, soccer, into schools, you know, oh, moving sorry. away. And now you've got all the health thing where parents don't want kids playing American football because all of the concussion stuff, you know, that and, and all that sort of dementia things that they've mm. linked with, with the yeah. sport. Yeah. So you're going to get a lot more kids playing football. So you've got this massive 350 million person population who were all, all of a sudden really really getting into the football that's, that's more of an FA thing than a Liverpool thing though isn't it no but it, no that's more of a, that's more of a Liverpool can get it right and maybe get it we've got an American owners don't forget we, if you get a feeder oh, club mean, in the sorry, States I'm with you, yeah. and you bring yeah, young talent technical talent you've got Pulisic yeah. at Dortmund who's doing it you know well, what I mean yeah I, I think I think you are going to see without a doubt for me in the next 12 months a lot more players making the move from the MLS to, to England as opposed to the other way around, which mm. is what it's always previously been. Mm. And a lot of them players now being younger players. Yeah. Mm. And, and it might just be that there's some kinds of deal done with with clubs like Liverpool and MLS franchises. Where it is a bit more complicated buying clubs from the MLS, but doing deals with the franchise to go, well, look, we'll... We we'll give you some players uh, uh, who are who are getting on on our side, and, and and we'll take some of your younger players back because traditionally that's where most of the players, or when most of the players have made that you know the made the trip over to the states has been when they're coming to the end yeah, of the career. And, and for them, yeah. it, it's a good commercial pull of going like yeah. you know your Jermaine Defoe's, you've got him in now exactly. So it, it it works for them as well because they get more people watching the games and, and interested in the games because they've got these Premier League stars coming over. Mm. But it can definitely be a, a mutually beneficial, re, you know, relationship. Yeah, yeah. The, the MLS one, that you, you know, just to, just to sort of wrap it up, you made the point it is difficult with MLS clubs. It is. I found it quite interesting. I heard, well, I read an article. I think it was on. I think it was on the Guardian. Like about a couple, it was last year, I think it was, and a lot of professional players, you like to Eden Hazard and stuff. They're buying clubs in a, in America the tier below the MLS so they're oh not yeah. in the MLS sort like of like franchise thing yeah yeah and, the, done it, it? and that's well Beckham's trying Beckham's to get an MLS yeah. franchise yeah, isn't yeah. he but a lot of the players now are diversifying money wise into that because they've recognised that it's it's a growing it's a market. market you know what yeah. I mean and they're buying the second and tier clubs that aren't in the MLS as well, isn't it? yeah so you know, you just I'd, 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 it's one of them. I think in the next five, five, two, Gary said twelve months, but in the next five, ten years, definitely, I think you're going to see America. Boom. You know, starting to mm. to really be an interesting place to find talent, probably. Okay, like good one. Um, final Everton question. Then we had a few people saying the same t- type of thing, criticizing Silver again and Silver out and all that. So, um, I'll read one of them out. This is Jasmine via the website. Um, four wins in fourteen. Um, is this beyond te- teething problems? Forget the image of the club. Um, for the good of the club, does Mashiri need to stop going for managers with potential and give someone who is a winner a big kitty 
Um, and that's kind of interesting because Tommy also asked us a question. Would you take Rafa Benitez or Mikel Arteta over Silva right now? So Rafa Benitez, a man with a lot of experience and pedigree. Mikel Arteta, a man with more mm, potential. We're talking about, yeah. Um, no, I think first and foremost, you, if you, you, you've got to give give them time, haven't you? You've got you've got to give them at least till the end of the season. I mean, we have we are having teething problems. Well, it seems like more than teething problems, but is bringing a Rafa Benitez in and a Mikel Arteta right now going to do the job? Yeah. No, I, I I honestly I've said this a few times now. I, when I'm when I'm always faced with when I'm faced with the question, you know, should we get rid of the manager? I always think, well, what's the what's the outcome for us and what's the benefit there? And I just think if our director of football has selected this manager and, and he's given a, a kind of objective of what he wants to get from the season, that seems to be backed up by the the owner. Look, he, he's he needs to address some things at the moment. The manager, there's no doubt about that, but. Getting rid of him now and and bringing in another coach just means that that coach is going to have to do that same period of assessing, changing away you know the way he potentially wants to defend, getting in his own ideas. That takes another season. I just think it. I've said you know we we need to try and address this trends. There was something in Silva that the 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 boards that the director of football has seen that kind of changed in this period of time. They've they've certainly learned more about him, and I'm pretty sure he's learned more about himself, but. The fact still remains, no matter what you say about the whole job, the the Wofford job, and the doubts that 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 those periods have brought, he still hasn't had a full season no. in any of those clubs. And the 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 clubs that he has, sorry, Craig, I'll, I'll give you a second. No, the clubs that he has had more than a season with, he's brought a degree of success to. Estoril is one of his first jobs. He has a couple of seasons there, a, a club that never got near, you know, the the, the upper upper realms of, of, of the Portuguese league and, and, and qualified for the Europa League, finished fifth and sixth, I think, or sixth and fifth in the two seasons he was there. You know, Olympiacos, he's won the league. Sport and Lisbon, sorry, just, just after the Estoril job, he's won a cup and, he, and he's finished, like, third or whatever. He, he, generally, if he's had more than a season, he's brought something. You know, he's brought some degree of what, what those clubs would define as success. He's brought in... I still look at the players that either he or Brands or both of them have brought in with the exception of Mina, no one can really doubt any of the signings. You know, Richarlison, Bernard, Gomez, you know, uh, Zuma on loan even, Digne, all good signings, all better than the players we already had before, which is what we certainly couldn't, you know, level at the, at the, the previous regime. Do you regime. think if he'd have won more at a, at a higher level? Um, do you think give more time? Of course he would. Yeah, yeah do you think, well, do you, how do you think the, what do you think the opinion of yourselves would be right now? Do you think you'd be more inclined to say more belief in that he will get this right? Because right now, you don't know, do you? Well, the, if, the players are clearly lacking right. belief, first yeah. and foremost. It comes from the players, doesn't it, and the players' performances, and the players look like the half-hearted at the moment, the half buying into what he's saying, and the half not, and that, and that reflects in, you know, the the, the way that they're, they're behaving off the ball. On the ball on the ball and off the ball in the season, Everett was high-tempo, high because they were, they were going into things with no hesitation, and it was going to go and press the ball because that's what the manager wants to do, and we believe in it. We're going to move the ball this way because I've got belief in his in, in his way of playing, and, and I, I believe that I can do well this way. Suddenly, when results start to go the other way, you start to doubt yourself. And in any walk of life, if you doubt yourself, you're not gonna you're not gonna achieve the same but convi- level of conviction. But if you've got pedigree of having success with that style in the past, listen, do they stick with it longer? We're talking about Rafa Benitez. His name was brought up, and you know Evertonians all know that he's got a CV. Yeah. He's won trophies at like most places he's went. Two two or three results go against them. 
and that's going Ever- against them. Yeah, the, the, Evertonians. The uh, yeah, connection. We'll turn but, on yeah, that. Everts- But that's not. Yeah, Evertonians will just turn on him because of his yeah. previous his association. Club, association. With yeah. So then the, the Rafa Benitez thing. Yeah, he's a he's a good manager and he can get results. He doesn't do it fancy. No, he doesn't. He grinds do results mm. and like you said said before, he gets a lot of draws and. Mm. You know, it's sometimes it's not the football you want to see, mm. but a CV shows that he can he can he can win trophies. He can he, he can do well in in the system of of what he plays. The but the would Everton fans be as accepting of him? I I don't think so. I, I, I think I agree with Craig. Despite his CV, I think it'll only take a few results to go. Oh, well, you know, this 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 fella's just like the Spanish, you know, uh, Sam Allardyce, but he's won a few trophies because. You know, as much as I despise the man in the in the way that he, you know, he is in the media and stuff like that, Alice, I, you know, he's still doing a job, hasn't he? In most in most places he's went, and some would say the reason why he hasn't got a massive job is because he's he's not quite. He's not there, is he? As a as a well, football no, he's coach, he's not. Yeah, well, it's, it's some people not. would say it's because he's English and he's not Spanish, mm. or he's not French, and he's yeah. not Brazilian, or he's not German, and he's not you know quite yeah, glamorous, not glamorous enough for, for clubs. But anyway, to to address the two questions, um, for me, and I'm sticking by my guns. Silver needs till the end of the year, just because there's far too too many. Um, you don't need rescuing from anything. What are you, 30, mid 30s, and the points tell you? No, you don't need rescuing no, from relegation. No, I think it, I'm the with win. the Arteta name. I think if we were going to get Arteta in, it would have been at the start of the season. Yeah, that just sounds mad to me. Like, no one knows anything about him. No, no, no. The question he's asking is, is, is should Mashiri look to someone, look to someone with experience, not with potential? And Arteta's just someone with potential. All right, he's working alongside Pep, but. Apart from yeah. that, he's got he's got nothing. Mike Mike Phelan worked alongside yeah. Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Queiros worked alongside. Yeah. You know that there's there's countless um, examples of yeah. yeah. Even even you know Steve McLaren, even though he's doing a pretty good job at QPR at the moment, he hasn't never reached no. the reached the the heights as he. I'm trying he to think there. of someone uh, Mancini. He's the Ita- Italy manager. There's, there's a few, isn't it? No, there's, there's loads of managers. managers you, you can count Mancini. It's whether they'd fancy Evan, Mourinho. There's, there's loads of managers yeah, up there without jobs. Might go for Ever- the Everton job. Well, look, I, I think we could well, be all day. Look, the, the question mm. was those two names, and and the question specifically was should Mishiri change his kind of strategy of, of what type of manager he's looking for? I, I don't think he's got a strategy yet because he's only really. Th- this is the first manager he's really been responsible for recruiting on a long term contract, so. He's got a. He, he's came out. Look, he's came out today, and this was this was after the question had been levelled at him. Uh, I say he's came out. Jim White has quoted him as saying that they they see um, Silver and Silver side as a long term project. They're going to give him time to execute his plans alongside Marcel Brands, and I've got no reason to disagree or to disbelieve that. And look, I think we just. How long do you reckon he will actually get? Un- un- unless results turn. If, if it continues the way it is, and it you continue on that four in fourteen, which means we're going to win four of the next fourteen games, yeah. I'd be surprised if if he lasted past the summer because yeah. you know another ten defeats or another eight defeats, leaving us on maybe forty odd points. Yeah, and then that that question becomes more relevant. Of course, then. it does. At the moment, it's still just a bad run, or it's a good. You know, we've had a good spell, and we've had a bad spell. The way we finish the season is, is it without without a doubt going to have a big impact as on. well. It's not a bad question because we know where he's coming from. Yeah, we, yeah. Because because 
when when you say experienced managers, you're not expecting Rafa Benitez. You want your you know you want your Mancini's, you want your Mourinho's. But I can I can actually see where he's coming from with his question. Mm. I think it's a little bit premature right now to to be asking that question. Not that I wasn't asking myself watching the game yeah. in goals, like yeah. heavy, like heavy Evertonian, yeah. but yeah. we have the benefit now of, of hindsight. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a good question, but for now it's that's okay. So that wraps up the social media question. So on th- we're going to preview the Everton Man City game now, uh, Wednesday, t- uh, eight o'clock. It's it's, it's going to be a quick and an, e- an easy one for me. It's 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 it should be an easy game for the players to get up for. It's going to be like we've we've alluded to a, a strange one for the fans to be up for. But if you're not up for playing, what for me, are one of the best sides in Europe, and uh, you know, I, I think because of the, the the talent they've got on show and 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 the players in their team that would get in, pretty much any sides in Europe, uh, it, it's if you can't as a pro, and I, I spoke about the Wolves game of all their players being hungry to prove that they're better than some of our players that are earning big money. If our players aren't hungry enough to go, well, I, I'm. To prove that they're as good as, or you know, the, at the Man City's, then they haven't got a place in any long-term project. So it should be easy for them to get to get the players up for it, and and for them to try and put themselves up against that. Having said that, you know, I, I can't see anything that suggests that it's going to be other than, you know, a, 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 any a, a typical City performance. A romping? Uh, not a romping. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a romping because I don't think that. I don't think that City are really in the away games in particular like going out trying to smash teams. They're trying to get the job done and do it in an efficient manner whilst doing it. You know what I mean? They're not throwing ma- you know, men forward at, at will like they do at home because yeah. they don't believe it's just about outscoring teams. I think th- Pep's showing this year a bit more guile about him at times. Obviously, at Newcastle, he, he got outdone by tactically a, a very good manager. He's proven that on a number of occasions, but Silva's not that person at the moment, and he hasn't got the players at his disposal playing in a system that is capable of doing that either. I'm gonna go straight to my prediction and say that City will win three one. I think we, I think we've got a goal in us. I'd say, um, and equally, I think City have normally got a goal that th- th- they're likely to concede. So mm. I'm gonna go three one with City pretty much playing sl- a level above Wolves, but winning in, in a similar manner. I'm just going to go with my heart and say that Everton are going to win 2-1. I'm not <laughs> going to go with my head. I'm not going to... I'm, I, I'm looking over at Craig's seat and he's got like three empty bottles of Heineken. I <laughs> <laughs> think, think one of them might have had a, a, hey, a this, this fall under the table. Well, listen, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> interesting question. What will be the reaction if you, when you score? If you when if you score For first, for me, it's the same reaction. But, no, just answer the like. Goodison. What the reaction? Would it be the a weird ta- sort of the weird low muted sen- celebration? I think it'll be the last time he played City in in this type of predicament. Barkley scores an early goal. Yeah, early like goal, hey. and well, I I celebrated. <laughs> yeah, but but what you know, given what just a little bit more on a more serious level, what message does that send to your players? It doesn't, does it? I mean, but then players crossing in that the line situation sh- you're in, yeah, then players crossing that line shouldn't really think about a fan's reaction after the goal. They should be more worried about playing. Listen, a- any player who's got any understanding of of this city will will understand the mm. the predicament the fans have got. They they're getting paid ridiculous amounts of money. If any of our fans, including myself, was getting paid the money they're getting paid, there wouldn't be any question as to what what I'd be doing or, or trying to do uh, uh, tomorrow. So I think they're in a completely different situation to us. They're you know? not working all week and saying to get beat. 
Oh, the players aren't Spike, right. I, 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 I Spike what's happening at the minute. It, it's it's more not. mad. It, it'd be mad, wouldn't it, though? It's like you're on this run and the fans are like, you know, irate and stuff with what's happening. And then if they did turn City over and the fans don't celebrate it at home, it'd be it'd be a ma- mad situation. Do you well, know what I mean? That, that, yeah, no, I know exactly it. what you mean, yeah. The, fan, with the players but understandable. I know, yeah. I'm, 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 it's, it's more like just sort of asking the question. It's mm. like, well, as you say, maybe Look, the players I, aren't probably bothered, you know what I mean, if, yeah. if we're being honest about yeah. it. It'd be interesting to do a poll and, and, and if the, the Reds would be honest on it to say, look, if the, if the roles were reversed here, how many of yous would want to win against City? And and, and, and I know it's hard I, for I you. I wouldn't want to win. It, the reason why is Everton are playing for nothing. I'll be honest, yeah. If if it was Everton, I, I'm I'm less bothered by Everton. If it's Man U, maybe they'd be slightly different. Well, that's what I mean. It, 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 it doesn't matter who the club is. It, it, it's the psychologically Just the someone who you really don't want to win and yeah. I've said it if, if if I look back and, and I knew that that win against City tomorrow was going to give you the league I'd be saying oh no yeah. I don't want us yeah, to win yeah that's the thing isn't it but there's 14 games so to yeah. go and I still believe that you are going to slip up and I still believe that our win will be just as significant to mm. Silver and us as the defeat will be to use if that makes sense yeah, mm. yeah. fair enough but yeah can so I so pre- oh, oh my prediction, prediction um, yeah. 2-1 Everton yeah okay Heart. so so Liverpool play Bournemouth uh, Saturday at three o'clock, and we desperately need all three points. Draws won't do anymore. No, we we, we desperately do need all three points. We could be second in the league going into that game. Yeah, we could, and you know that'll be that'll be the time to see what's the reaction of them mm. players. Yeah, you know, I don't think they're being necessarily overly comfortable leading from the front. You know, like sort of. No, um, I know we haven't really. So we haven't we haven't extended the gap. We haven't really lost it, but. The way that the fixtures have fell, you know, it, it now there's a chance for City to close that and all of a sudden it's like we're having to respond yeah, again. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting, you know, the, the psychological dynamic w- yeah. for the players. It has to be three points. There's nothing we can't, we can't, you know, you can't be getting away with a draw and that. Especially yeah. at Anfield now, it's like... I don't want not getting beat to be too in the minds of our players. I think that is the thing you would talk about. I've said it before when you're talking about have we been nervous? We haven't been flapping, but we're not being courageous. Mm. And I think maybe not getting beat is in the mind. I don't even think so it's not getting beat. I think it's dropping points. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, the, I think the. Well, I, I, no, because we have dropped points. No, no. But what I'm saying, though, is use a fear and what the opposition might do to your title. You know, challenge, challenge yeah. now, and it's all about. I, I think the the difference in the mindset between December and now is everyone's talking title challenge as opposed to use going and trying to compete with City. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's now, yeah. but I I want to see us not worrying about that, and I want to see us being courageous against Bournemouth. I want to see. You know what? I want to see a bit more of a press f- f- from yeah. The I, I, well. I'd quite like to see that, especially after that West Ham game. I think that was you know. It was so languid we and slow and sluggish, and that's not what you're gonna see at this stage of the season, given where we are. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You want you want to see that hunger, that desire, like where we want this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And City done it against us. Yeah, you know, when exactly. it was asked for, they done it against us, yeah. and it's kicked them on. I suppose you could say, oh, Newcastle was a, a, a bad one for them. But my best nights as a Liverpool supporter have been when Liverpool played like that as yeah, well. Yeah, d- and and it's in us. It's just. I don't know what the situation is with injuries and stuff. I don't know whether Trent what will be do we back. Think Trent's I'm supposed o- to be back. Ain't apparently, Wayne Alden will be back as well. Um, I think that's a massive, <laughs> massive, oh, huge, you know, addition. Uh, we, we desperately need him back, to be honest. Um, uh, yeah, and and Henderson calf strain, but I think I don't know much yeah, about well that. He hadn't tr- he hadn't trained a lot before no. the West Ham game, but I don't think it was as bad. No. You know, it was just they kept him he's out of training, no and then they'd sort of thought maybe, maybe he's just you know not not quite ready. So he'll he'll probably be back. But 
I I don't know what team I'd go with. I really don't. And that midfield, you know, if you've got Wayne, Wayne Aldum, Henderson, Fabinho, Keita, all fit, Shakiri. I, I, at the moment, I'd, I'd go solid. I'm a, I'm a I'd go solid and I'd get all the battlers in there. I'd get, if possible, um, Henderson, Fabinho, and Wijnaldum. I know that's proper defensive. It's not very courageous, like I've just said, but <laughs> if courageous is Keita, then no, I'm, mm. not, I'm not for it. I, and now you've been sticking with Keita every week, saying I want him to start. I know he was bad in the last game, but yeah, let's see I'd, him I'd, again. I'd, I'd, but surely now. Yeah. Please. I, I, I just... <laughs> I, I know it sounds absolutely bananas, you know, to, as I say, to, to sort of keep persevering with him but he's just the only one who can do it I, I feel like I feel like he's on that sort of cusp of there's moments where I think he always will be though if, if, if something happens for oh. him or if he has a good game it just might just change everything I, I, th- I think what, what Terry's probably looking at as well is that there is 14 games to go and if you can play one of your midfielders into form who could be that yeah you know link the between them if it, yeah, it, yeah it that might be worth doing it and I think and if he can bring the form in that he, he's brought for Lipsig in the last exactly. two seasons I don't know nothing about that you know? in all fairness though as well you know, look, there's a reason why he was 70 odd million pounds I well, think it's because 54, 54 rise let's be honest about it as well Bournemouth have been dreadful yeah, away. awful away yeah. dreadful and I mean like I think we it's beat them they've lost the last eight <laughs> yeah we beat them 2-0 kept a clean sheet against them wowzer no we scored two so it to be fair, they played well that game as well. Played o- they played okay, yeah. but I think that's generally the pattern. They, they go and play okay, but they just kind of yeah. limp, limp away and just go, yeah, go on, Sam, we'll just win our own games. But if you can't do it against them and you can't play in the in the manner that you're... I think it makes a big difference if Trent's playing and the midfield can concentrate on being midfielders and not having to protect anyone. That makes a big difference because you can give pla- a platform to key to them to to be have a little bit more license and have that little bit of solidity in the middle. Mm. So suppose maybe under them circumstances, but it, it, like I said, it's not just it, you know that's a simplistic view on on on, the, on what the effect on the impact Keita's having. It's what he's doing to everybody else. It's not just about what can he do going forward and can we get him good. No, it's what I he's doing to everyone else I in think the team. That's a, you know, it's a fair point, but at the same time, I think I think at the moment. The front three look a bit starved of ideas, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think it helps that the midfield is getting chopped and changed. And if you go and play Wijnaldum, Fabinho, and Henderson, then where's that? Where's that link and service into the front three? There, do you yeah, know what I mean? True. That's a very sort of industrious midfield. Mm-hmm. I I think the I, I really I, I, you need someone. You know what I mean? You need someone like in there you, who's gonna who's gonna play that link. Now, Valana isn't the man for me. The ten. Almost, no, almost, no, no, no. almost that link, yeah. No. And, and Firmino isn't the answer for me. I just don't. I'm not into it. I'm, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. No, but I think Salah's better as a nine than he is outright at uh, wide this uh, season. So the only I think what we might see, what in my mind, what I think we might see is Wijnaldum, Fabinho, uh, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Firmino in the ten. You might see Shakiri start and Salah and Mane, mm. and I think he might go for it. And uh, it'd show intent, wouldn't it? It, it would, but the, the worry is Shakiri just doesn't seem to do it when he starts. You know what I mean? It's, so we, we, it's one of them we'll have to see. But it's a massive game, and it's it's a must win. We have to get three points there. You know what I mean? And sort of, and then we can go into that break, sort of sitting pretty and confident again. You know, and, and sort of saying like, you know, we, we've answered back. This is all pending if City beat Everton. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But either way, it's a must win for us and we need them points on the board and we need to get back to winning ways and, and, and you know, get that momentum back. Um, Any words on Lovren? 
No, he was he 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 had a slight niggle as well, so I think he might be back. Um, I'm desperate for him to be back. You know? I, I'm not sure whether I'm desperate. Weird. Like even though I'm not a big fan of Matip, I, I think it's much of a muchness them two for me to be honest. I'm not really. I and then lads, what are you thinking? Um, I reckon we'll win, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm actually you know what I think we're gonna we're gonna smash them. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna smash. go for it. I'm gonna say we're gonna smash it's them. It's not gonna be one of those smashes where it's smash them. Smash them one three nil. Three nil. I think. Um, it, do you know if it was it was after this ten day gap we've got coming up, I'd feel more confident at that. But I think the players' confidence is shattered at the moment, and I think the fans' confidence is shattered, and I think that's gonna tell a little bit, and <sighs> I can see us. I still think. I'm going to say 2-1 because I, I don't believe we're keeping your a clean sheet. Your confidence is shattered. I, I don't think it is. I think the players look like they haven't got a clue. They I think when... when you couldn't play a five-yard pass. Can't be shattered. Can't play a five, why can't Firmino play a five-yard pass? What's that down uh, to? It was, um, it, it, fans, fans can't be shattered. Like, it can't. We're we're were, we were nervous against Leicester at home. And it's got the worse. The fans were nervous. It's got worse. Well, maybe, but and that's what I mean. I just I, I just got a feeling there'll be some players coming in from injuries and I, I, I don't know, I've just got a feeling we'll just, we're just gonna, we're gonna step up to the plate. I hope you're right. So, what are you saying? I don't. Did you give a score? 3-0. 3-0. 2-1 for me. And that ends that one. So, you, Everton then have got Wofford uh, on Saturday as well, also 3 o'clock. Yeah, Wofford away. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say a lot will depend on the City game, but I, I don't think it, it will because at the same t- despite what I said about the players not needing to be motivated for the City game they should go out you know wanting to prove themselves I don't think unless we get absolutely annihilated in the you know sixes and sevens it shouldn't really change the job of hand at Wofford which which, by all accounts based on the, the, the players we've got and the squad we've got against theirs and you know the the history between the yeah, you know silver. silver silver and Wofford. He's got a point to prove, Should hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. He's definitely got. He's, he's got more gonna, of a point to prove. He's going to want to go there, and he's going to want sh- surely in his head. He's got to be desperate for three points. Richarlison, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richarlison yeah. going back to his, his old hunting ground, and, and I know that's a ground where predominantly he's, he's I suppose made his name and got it, got himself to move. Um, I, I would like to see. Uh, and I'm saying this before the City game, so we don't know how people are, are, are going to be performed. It'd be good to see, hopefully, Guy back on the side. Um, as much as I think Dave has done okay against Huddersfield, we've got to put it into perspective and say that they're pretty much a championship side of this field. Yeah. I'd like to see Guy back on the side. And apart from that, I'd like to see the front three that plays against Huddersfield because I do think that we'll probably have to play on the break a little bit more against them. Um, maybe concede a bit more possession. The strong side. The biggest, the biggest challenge is going to be in the middle of the sa- the middle of the, the 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 pitch, and I mean at the back and 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 the centre in in the shape of like the likes of Dini and Zakore because you know the the very physical yeah. uh, physical players and, and we haven't re- we're not very really blessed with that same level of physicality yeah. in, in our side and that's why it might benefit us playing like a banana ball player. Oh yeah, someone who can get on the ball and try and create something yeah. out of nothing. Yeah. I think that's what we need. I, I'd like to think we won't have to create something out of nothing and we should have a bit more of the ball than that. But I get what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. I th- we'll, we'll need a bit more cre- creativity in the side. But look, at, it's so hard to, to predict what type of, not only Everton you're going to see and what, even, what, what starting 11 you're even going to see, what, what formation. Because even if he was to go to three at the back, you almost wouldn't be surprised because he just hasn't found a formula of late. So it's, it's very it's hard to, 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 to preview it. 
yeah. as a game itself. It's it hard to pick a scoreline in it. Yeah. Without it, knowing what scoreline it's going to be against I, I, City. I, in most games, aside from the Udderfield game, because I didn't, I, d- I did feel as though, you know, because of the, their lack of goals that they, they couldn't get on the score sheet. I do feel we'll get goals. I also feel they'll get goals as well. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with two one, and I reckon Delafeo will get on the on the score sheet for them just because that's 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 proper Everton. Yeah, I, I'm gonna agree with you. Two two one, I reckon. Um, it's hopeful, but I, th- I think we've got we're gonna have to compete for it. We're gonna have to work hard for it. There's not going to be it's not going to be a, any type of it's not a given for Everton to win any game, but mm. we're going to have to go there and we're going to have to show the same type of grit that we did against Huddersfield. I, I actually, think I actually think, despite what I said about I'd like to see that that front three play, I actually think he'll play a similar shape to what he played against Burnley away, where he goes to three at the back and plays Mina yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Mina's been out the side for a while and it almost looks as though he's lost faith in him. I'm not sure if he has a knock because he wasn't. I don't even think he was on the bench oh against. No, he wasn't. No. But yeah. I, I, if Mina seems to regain his faith again, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go th- go with three at the back again. I'm hearing less and less of we should be beating these. You you were big no, on I that. Did, yeah, I was. So there we should be. <laughs> no, I did say we should be beating these at home. Okay. At home, but you know every every side in the Prem's hard to beat away. Yeah. Even yeah. Huddersfield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the same scoreline you beat Huddersfield by. By to be fair. Well, listen, no, um, thanks a lot. Um, a slightly longer episode than we, we would have anticipated, but in fairness, we've had quite a lot of uh, games to, to review and, and then one, one more to, to preview as well. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, please give your feedback on social media. Please get to our website because we have got um, plenty of blogs on there, actually, or plenty of articles, I should say, on there. And we will be adding more in the coming weeks. And we, have, we are recording a, um, a podcast tomorrow with a red, I'm, pl- I'm pleased to say, and we will announce that when we obviously um, release the episode itself but the website is www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk and again if you click on read I believe that's right in it it is yeah yeah click on read and and there'll be a blue there's a blue side to it there's a red side to it and then there's an extra um, that's right again is it yeah the categories I mean you've, you've got you know, the, the, there's blue articles on there, there's red articles on there, and then as Gary said, there's ones about ex- about some of the extra shows we've done as well as some of like ATP analysis. Yeah, um, no, which, which we've done. Yeah, which which is a little bit different, and we, we will be trying to up our ante in terms of the analysis as well. Just to add to that, we have got some exciting extras coming up, which which you know we, they've been a little bit void in the last few weeks, but it's difficult getting people over Christmas and the mm. New Year when they're yeah. the kind of um, they're, they're quite busy or getting back to the work schedules. But we've got quite a few that we'll be looking to release in the, in, in the next few weeks. But again, thanks a lot for listening, and um, I'll see you next time.